everyone it's the best show my name's tom i'm the host of the best show and we have an exciting show for you tonight we're going to have joe mandy swinging by to tell us about his new special joe mandy's award-winning special we're also going to talk to cliff cliff nesteroff about his podcast and special on cnn And then we will also be talking to you, the callers. And the number for that is 201-332-3484. That's the number if you want to call and talk to The Best Show. My name is Tom. I'm the host of The Best Show. And I look forward to your call. And the phone number is 201-332-3484. To call the best show. And that's the number to call the show is 201 332 3484. If you want to call, call 201 332 3484 and join the, the best show conversation to talk about the best show and all things with the best show related as well my name is tom and i tell you that this is not how i talk nah it's not how i talk i talk like this like a maniac like a dog from the veritable streets you can't pin me down. I talk like I got no proper upbringing. But trust me, I got manners. And you know what else I got? I got a big heart. And if you just don't like, what is the speech in uh, planes, trains, and automobiles? I don't know. But I do know that the best show is here. And you are going to listen to it and love it. Or you can get out. called the best show it's called the best show for a reason sit back relax best show time The best show, and it'll always be the, the best show. Show number one, the 
the best show. What's up? Hey. 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 Welcome back on this beautiful Tuesday evening in July of 2017. We are the best show. And we are here to bring you a fun Fun, fun time. Just the way uh, Grampy liked it when he listened to The Shadow. Remember when Grampy listened to The Shadow and uh, Fibber McGee and Molly? It is funny that people's idea of Grampy changes now, where it's just kind of like, Yeah, remember when uh, my Grampy... uh, Used to see this band Blue Oyster Cult all the time. Like, it's just like, what? It's grand. That can't be Grampy. Time moves on, man. That's where that, that, that slowly becomes Grampy. Grampy becomes a guy who saw a, a winger in concert. Here's a picture of me and my Grampy. He was fourth row at a Thompson Twins concert. This is him meeting Joe Bailey from the Thompson Twins. Have they ever come back, Thompson Twins? I think they'd clean up. Thompson Twins came back, they'd clean up. How are they not in Ringo Starr's All-Star Band? Peace and love. Can't wait till they play. At this point, his all-star band uh, consists of, uh, he he, uh, he comes out with a boombox uh, dancing around in his Sgt. Pepper outfit. And then there's a dunk tank in the parking lot. If you want to take part in the Ringo Starr dunk tank, peace and love. Three balls for twenty dollars. I will no longer drink dunk tank water for an additional $25. As of October 14th, I will no longer drink dunk tank water. Peace and love. If I get a mouthful of dunk tank water after October 14th, I will spit it out. Dunk tanks. Why am I so fascinated with dunk tanks? Someday. Would you ever do a dunk tank, Mike? Is that, what am I fascinated with? Do I want to sit on a, sit in a dunk tank or do I want to knock someone into the water in a dunk tank? No, not for a good cause. Look, I'd sit on the, 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 the ledge. I'd be in the thing for a good cause. I'll throw a, I'll throw a baseball at anyone in a dunk tank for any reason. You ever see a thing like that on the boardwalk? You got someone in the dunk tank and then there's always some kid who throws right at the cage. Like they're not even trying to hit the target at all. They just want to spook the, the sap sitting on the dunk tank bench. It's always that metal. 
the guy. Throw at the target. And the guy in the dunk tank's always trying to like get the person to like lose their cool. You can't throw. Come on, you can do. Then they whip it. They miss the first two, and then they throw the third one right at the cage. Get out of here! Special dunk tank. Who from the show would go in the dunk tank? Mike? You'd go in? Yeah. Yeah. You. Hey, what are you going to try to... You can't throw. Try to hit the thing you can't do. Your arm's like overcooked spaghetti. Studio? He'd do it. Pat. You know it. I love it. These three guys out there. You know what it's like? It's like the thing where you might as well say, if somebody says, like, would you eat that the sandwich that a rat climbed over for $10,000? No. Would? You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. How about for 50 No. How about for 200000 No. I'll just say no to everything. They don't have that kind of money. Then you got standards. So for $600 million, you wouldn't eat that? No. They're not going to come up with the money to test it. You might as well at least have some personal dignity at some point in your life. Take a stand for something. Don't show everybody how low your price is. Look, my price is so low. You kidding? My price is low. I know that. I know it's low. Just give me this. That's all I ask. What did we hear? Oh my goodness. We heard some good music from Nick Diamonds. You know him. My bro, Nick Thorburn from Islands and from Unicorns and Mr. Robot? No. Mr. Lonely. That's his solo side band. Nick Diamonds. And the name of that song was The Sting from his album City of Quartz, which came out, I think, two years ago. What a great album that was. And it still is. On the Monkey Music label. So, Friday we did a special uh, bonus best show. If you missed it, it's worth checking out. It's a good one. It's fun. And on that, we talked all about the uh, bad roads, going down bad roads. And you go down them. You know you're going down them, but you go down them. 
I am a little parched. Mamacita, please, please bring me a beverage, please. Something cold, something cold. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something, it's something, it's not, 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 uh, not with syrup in it. Not with syrup in it. Something like a, a Poland spring, please. Please, please, I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. Yeah, we'll check in the back. Come on. Tighten it up out there. I brought all the stuff. I went to Costco again. I bring all the stuff. I tell you, I gotta re, I gotta retool the baseline here. I gotta retool the baseline. Uh, these, these three out there, they look at these snacks. I heard, I got these, uh, these, uh, uh, these, uh, healthy, uh, Pop-Tart type things, Annie's, organic pop, like, they don't call them Pop-Tarts, they call them like breakfast toaster treats or whatever. They're Pop-Tarts. So, uh, what was this, what's this guy, this, where's this guy going for this drink? Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Watermelon, interesting. So, I bring all these snacks in, and I hear Dudio say, and he doesn't know I heard this. He saw the the Pop Tart type things. He goes, "Oh, those will be good first thing in the morning." First thing in the morning? What, you think I'm bankrolling your? No, you eat them here. These snacks that are here, these snacks that are here, are to be eaten here. I don't want to catch. This is not a buffet where you're stuffing things in your your coat pocket. Wrapping in napkins at the buffet. I don't want to catch you guys doing that. I'm going to have to put, get one of those metal detectors. Those, like, those gateway ones. I got to start putting some, some, uh, some detection strips in randomly in the snacks. So, uh, yeah, I tell you, got all the snacks, got a bunch of Coors Light. I'll say this also, if I, if you open a thing, you close it. That's all I'm saying. If I have these pretzel, these peanut butter filled pretzel pieces, every day the thing was open loose. Just close it. What's it? How hard's that, guys? These guys, I tell you. Big changes on the horizon. Big changes. Might be time for a shake-up. Like, remember when Friends, when the Friends cast was renegotiating their deal? And then, like, they were a united front. And then the 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 guy who did, uh, uh, what you call Law and Order, was like, uh, it's like, what I would have done is fire one of them. And scare the other ones into getting into line. So maybe I gotta hammer one of these clowns out there. Terrify the other two. 
I'll do the 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 law and order move. It's also a fun attitude. Law and order is making billions of dollars, and this guy's still like getting his jollies by like hammering people over over little bits of money here and there. Dick Wolf. Yeah, Dick Wolf. Can you imagine? This ghoul with all his murder. And if somebody gets crushed on an escalator, oh, let's do one about that. Creepy. Creepy. I worked on a murder show. I worked on one. A wacky detective show. I worked on one. I know what it's like. And these guys, uh... But it wasn't gleeful. What if... What if we get to take the thing in the car? Two cars crush the person in this... Ugh. Really? Not enough bad stuff in the world? You gotta get your jollies with the... People getting their... Smushed. I don't get it. There might be no place for me in this world anymore. I'm, t- I'm starting to feel like that more and more. Well, if... Boy, these will be good in the morning. That's my duty impression. It's like Joe Buck. Who's good here, Mike? Two. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. It's, uh, it's Food Hacker, Michelle from New Jersey. How are you? Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. How are you? You, I want to say this, first of all, welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. You called on the bonus show that we did on Friday, and we talked yeah. about Oreo cookies. We did. Because you're a bit of an Oreo head. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you used my terminology, by the way. Well, listen to this, Michelle. Do you hear this? I'm listening. Do you hear that? Oh, is that a... I hear a crinkle. Yeah, I got is a that bag. what I think it is? One, two, three, four, five different Oreo cookies I bought for these... Uh, these... Uh, um, the, the, the fine Best Show support staff. No way. Well, check, check this out. Can you hear this? Yeah, I can. Guess what that is? Hydrox. You got it. I bought Hydrox uh, to tr- to try them, and they were not easy to to find. I had to order them online. And have you had them? I did. I just did a taste test a little bit before the show started. They just came today. Uh, are, are you ready for the review? You want to jump right into it? No, oh, I'm ready for your Hydrox review. Let's hear it. Oh boy. Okay. Where do I begin? First of all, let's start with the packaging on these high. So this is not going to be a good review. I can, if I'm following the general tone here, oh boy, where do I begin? Hydrox is about to take one on the nose. Yeah, I hope, I really hope no representatives from, uh, Leaf Brands LLC are out there. They may have their feelings hurt. I will go easy. Okay. So the packaging. You know, it was easy to open, but I gotta give props to Oreo. They have that, that great little tab lift 
that you can easily reach. Oh, through. calm down. It's a cookie bag. But, you know, I'm not, not a, eat, I'm not, not eating emer- you all in one sitting. It's not an emergency exit on an airplane. That I would be concerned okay. about efficiency of the door opening. That's all right. I, I can see where the importance lies. But um, okay, so the bag—that was the, obviously the first thing you open it up. And I opened up the package, and um, maybe it was just a shipping issue. They were a little janky. They were a little crumbly. But I, I did pick one out, and I—I I, first I bit the the whole sandwich cookie. And at first bite, I I knew in my heart that if I was given a blind taste test, I would immediately know that these were not Oreos. Mm-hmm. Um, then I I took the cookie apart, you know, as you would normally do, and I just I just took the, a bite of the cookie, and uh, I wouldn't exactly say it's tangy, but you could definitely taste that that unsweetened cocoa that that's very pronounced in the cookie. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you try the cream. The cream wasn't that bad, actually. Um, oh, I you were already able, thought you, of an. You were able to choke um, it down. I was. I was able to get it down. Um, the cream was, as I was saying, was pretty good. Um, I do give them. I would give the cream like a four, actually, out of five. And um, then I immediately thought of an Oreo hack. Um, I think we were talking last week. Um, about combining the Hydrox with the Oreo. I would actually take the Hydrox cream, but, like, put it on an Oreo cookie. I think that would be good. Um, so, overall, the Hydrox, um, you know, I'm not too disappointed that they're not easy to find in my area. Uh-huh. <laughs> they get, like, a, they get like, and I'm going to be generous here, they get a, a three out of five. But that's I mean, a I very, it. I, very soft. I ate another three. one. Very soft three. A very soft three. I did eat like two more after that because you know you gotta you taste one, but then you gotta go back and be like, oh, let me give this another shot. Um, but they're not. Yeah, bad. I would they're give it a bad. soft three. Hydrox are fun. They're nice cookies. I feel bad for them. I just read a, a sad article about them. They just have a really sad history. So my heart does go out to the company a sand little bit. Um, How do they have a sad history? Was there they're factories? just always getting sidelined. Like, they started off with a name, in, like, in 1908, right, or whatever it was. First of all, their name, there was another company that actually made chemicals that was called, like, Hydrox Chemical Company. They were, mm-hmm. it was getting confused with chemicals, and um, they were, like, the first kosher cookie out there. When Oreo came around and people just ignored them, they just went straight for the Oreos. But they were there first. I do feel bad for them. Do you remember? And it's a horrible thing. Do you remember there was like that weight loss can, like, like it was like a candy bar kind of thing called AIDS A Y D S back in the seventies, and then they went out of business, obviously because it's like the disease. Shut up! It's like it's insane how chemicals and, and like. Sometimes a company just gets it, and it's like they get hammered, and there's no coming back from that. I'm I'm looking these up now. This is yeah, this is sad. I mean, I do see the the spelling difference, but you also don't want somebody going around saying that they bought AIDS at the store. So, well, it's just yeah, it's look, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate, and you're you're cooked. And there's no coming back from that. So, look, Hydrox is a different uh, level, it's a, but nobody wants to hear a thing be compared to chemicals. 
with the this is what I'm going to do. It's just ironic because Oreos are chemicals, but, I mean, we all buy them anyway, you know? And we're well aware of this fact. But oh. Oreos are good. That's the difference. Well, Michelle, this is what I'm going to say. I got five different Oreos here. Later in the show, I'm going to give these fellas blind taste test. We'll see if they can guess the flavor. What do you think oh, okay. That? I was going to ask what flavors you bought, but I don't want to spoil oh, anything. I don't want to reveal it. I don't want to reveal it. You know what I should do? I should rub one of them on the bottom of my shoe. Right? You should do that. I bet it'll taste really good. Right? Or I should put just like some, like, I should put something in the middle of it and feed it to If you have some dirt on your shoe, you could just say it was um, like chocolate chips or something in the cream. I might put like some, there's like a, you know, there's like some, a lot of dust around here. I might put some. Dust. I think that would be noticeable. But also, on the topic of bad roads, um, I came to a realization today that I am on a bad road. Um, I had a kind of a slow morning at work, and I was kind of like compiling all of the Oreo flavors I've tried. Um, I've tried forty different types of Oreos, and no, I feel like no. this is just a cry for help at this point. Or you're close to completing the mission. That that's also a very good way to look at it. I'm not sure where the mission ends though. They just they never stop making Oreos. Well, you never stop rooting for a, a sports team. That's true. Oreos are really, your really Oreos are like your that's your team. That's your team, Michelle. You're on Team Oreo. You know, I, you're enabling me, but in the best way possible. As long as you take care of what actually matters and don't suddenly start being like. Yeah, I, uh, sorry I couldn't, uh, pick, you know, couldn't, uh, pick you up from the nursing home. Uh, I, I there was a, I, I heard a rumor that they were gonna have some, uh, key lime pie Oreo shipment showing up and then you're like ignoring things that matter in life. As long as you're not doing and that. And also I would never ditch somebody at a nursing home for key lime pie Oreos of all flavors. I mean, right. Oreos maybe, but, um, <laughs> but no, I wouldn't do that. You're right. You're right. I'm stronger than that. Yeah. As long as your love of Oreos is in 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 check, you'll be okay. I think it. I think I'm I'm there. I think I'm in the. I'm still okay. Well, Michelle, you know this. You have rocketed to the tippy top of my favorite caller list. Wow. So quickly. Will it last forever? I don't know. Will you be? Maybe you're launching a, a calling career that will be like. Like you'll be like a, 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 an all-time great who just keeps going and going. Maybe you'll be more like Cisco or something like that. You know, you have a one-hit wonder, Don McLean. That's true. Okay. I don't know where the, what the future holds for me. Um, I know that I will call back next time I try a new Oreo I can't or, a fun, or any other fun snack. Now, is there a word? Is, is the community a buzz about any new Oreo rumored flavors? So I think they're coming out with apple pie flavored. I'm really not sure if it's just a rumor or not. I feel like it's very plausible. That doesn't sound so very I'll look very, for that soon easy. in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Great. I look forward to hearing more about these Oreos. And later in the show, we're going to have a Oreo taste test. I'm very excited about that. All right. You have a great night. You too. Night. Bye.
I'm being told to go to the hotline. I'm being told that uh, that a hyphenate is on the uh, the uh, hotline here. A hyphenate, a a uh, author slash uh, documentarian slash podcaster slash television host is on the hotline. Is this Cliff? You said hyphenate, but then you described me with a bunch of slashes. All so I right. think your punctuation is wrong. Cliff Nestor. I, look, I'm not smart. Cliff, Cliff Nestor off. What, what's up, buddy? Not too much. You know, people think I'm smart, and it's the most miraculous thing. I think it's just because I wear glasses and uh, somehow wrote a book. But uh, the jig is going to be up any day. I don't know how, uh, how people who are smart fake it for so long. It's tough. Is it tough though? I think if you just look, uh, you're smart. You're you, look. Maybe you're not. Uh, maybe maybe you're not going to give. Uh... Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel, and Doug is back from down under. Goodbye, goodbye, and his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. What's his face? Stephen Hawking run for his money. But... But I think if you talk about things that are interesting, people are just like, oh, I think you're smart because you're talking about things I don't know about. Well, uh, people assumed I was smart until uh, they started to meet me and uh, hear me. Uh, I had a book, as you may recall, come out uh, not that long ago called The Comedians, Drunk Steve Scandal in the History of American Comedy. And I did a audio book for the book. Mm -hmm. And I did not know this, but according to the Audible reviews, Mm-hmm. I am pronouncing all words wrong. I had no idea. And in those reviews, they don't tell you which words I'm uh, pronouncing wrong. They just complain about it. So I think they're probably correct. I probably am uh, saying words wrong because I'm a dumb, uneducated guy, lucky enough to write a book. Usually educated guys write a book, and they pronounce things and write things correctly. But I don't really know uh, uh, words, you know. You're doing all right, Cliff. All right. Look at I you. appreciate it. Look at you. You got your book. This book is gonna. This comedians is gonna. It's an evergreen. This is not some. This is not some book that they, they're pulping already because it ran its course. This is something they'll be. They'll be printing this till the end of time. Your book. Well, they'll either be printing it till the end of the time or till the end of 2020. I think because I really believe I had this sort of epiphany uh, this week that we're in 2017. We're in the heat of this. Uh, comedy boom right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got the contract to really? write my book, it was after I did Mark Maron's show in 2011, which I think is probably like 1981 in comedy boom terms. So right now, I think we're in 1987 in comedy boom terms. And uh, I may be, this might be too self-serving, but I'm sort of like Yakov Smirnov. I'm a comedy historian who makes a great living. So I don't think that's going to last uh, beyond 2020, which probably is uh, the analogy would be 1990, you know, the end of the comedy boom. Look, if you want to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, that's your call. That's that's, that's, that's your prerogative. 
You're 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 doing great. You got why am I cheering? You got a book. You got a TV show. You got a podcast. You're right. You got everything. You got how many TV shows do you have? Two. <laughs> I have two TV shows. I don't know if you recall, but two or three weeks ago, you had a caller phone into your show, a fellow named Matthew Tompkins from the Shouch Network. Do you yes, remember this? I do remember that. He called. A uh, very powerful man here in Hollywood, uh, where we live. Uh, both he and I, and so I met with him for lunch, and he said, you know, I think we could make uh, uh, beautiful music together, was the phrase he used. Have you ever heard this phrase? It's a showbiz term, beautiful music. It doesn't actually mean music. It means something else. But yeah, yeah, at I any rate, it. it's a, yeah. so, you follow me, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So He said uh, if there's one thing in this world today that people demand and that they're hungry for, it's for another TV show about the inside workings of stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And I said, by crikey, Matthew Tompkins from Shout Network, you're right. Because you, so, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you got this thing, what is it, CNN? Yes, I'm the consulting producer for a show called The History of Comedy, which is on Sunday nights on CNN at 10 p.m. And then I'm hosting a TV show for Viceland called Funny How, which they're showing a marathon of uh, uh, Sunday the 30th. Uh, five episodes in a row. Now, what is, funny, a, how? Yeah. Yeah, what is funny How about Cliff, Cliff Nesterov? <laughs> funny How is a show on Viceland. They actually, it was an interesting uh, germination because they uh, had called me and had interviewed me for some special about comedy, and it was directed by this fella. And then uh, it was not supposed to have a host. It was just supposed to be a talking head documentary. But whoever directed the thing... Uh, inserted himself into the show, and then the director became the host, and he delivered it to Viceland, and they said, whoa, 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 why is the director on camera? Mm-hmm. So they fired the guy. And then they contacted me a month later, and they said, you know, the show's not supposed to have a host, but we liked what you said on camera when you were being interviewed. Do you want to host a TV show? And I said, uh, I don't know, man. That sounds like a lot of work. Can you ensure to me that it is not going to be any work? Like, I can just talk to the camera. I don't have to memorize things. I don't have to write things. They said, no, 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 you can just host this show. So it's sort of like, uh, to use a very uh, pretentious analogy, it's sort of like an Anthony Bourdain but stand-up where we traveled around mm-hmm. and we had thematic episodes. Everybody can see this on July 30th. The one episode was me exploring the subculture of Christian stand-up comedians, guys who do stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. but only in churches for um, Christian audiences. So that's one of the episodes where we figure, uh, we explore what that's all about and figure it out. You know. All right, that sounds that sounds interesting. And uh, I guess my you haven't uh, my phone has not rung yet for my, uh, but I guess that's a that's just. I to, to be. I hope I don't get in trouble by saying this, but I kind of feel like it, this show is beneath you. No, it might be, but it would be nice to turn you down at least. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to at least just go. Oh, I wish I could. Oh, well, somebody Cliff, did, I want to do it so badly. I just. <laughs> Somebody did turn us down. Again, it's a tale out of school, but uh, we did an episode about comedians on their way up and comedians on their way down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the comedian on their way up was this uh, comedian who was like auditioning and getting ready for her first late night television appearance to do stand up and stuff. And then the comedian on their way down um, was Michael Winslow. Uh-huh. You know Michael Winslow? Oh, yeah, yeah, the police academy sound effect guy. Exactly, exactly. And uh, some people ask me, why are you profiling uh, Michael Winslow, the sound effects guy from Police Academy? And this is true. The reason is because uh, Sinbad uh, turned us down. 
So at least one person turned us down. But Sinbad's not on the way down. He's surviving. He's on the rebound. He's actually on the rebound. Yeah. Maybe that's what he said. I didn't book the show. But he may have said, you know, I'm not on my way down. Although I don't think we Look, would have ever approached anybody with that uh, language. But Yeah. I, I, God, God forbid you get that call. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're doing a thing. Uh, comedian on the way up. Comedian on the way down. Oh, which one am I now? Oh. Oh, yeah. You? Oh, when does this film? Please tell me more. <laughs> You're supposed to. Ooh, you got my well, attention. Have you ever read those books? They're from the 70s or 80s by a guy named Richard Lamparski, and they're called uh, Whatever Became Of. No, I know, I know the the books that you're talking of, but yeah, like he'd interview like the little rascals when they're all old and stuff, and uh, he he interview them, take a photo of them when they're old, these sort of faded movie stars, and then give you a little profile on them. But there was always a, a, an undercurrent. Of, uh, of information in there that you could read between the lines where you're sure Richard Lamparski said something offensive to the person, mm-hmm. but he doesn't say that in the article. You just get the sort of reaction where he'll write this profile of Dorothy Lamour or somebody like that, and at the end of it he'll say, she greatly resents being called a has-been. And that'll be the end of the profile. Yeah, well, you, so I guess you're right. Sort anybody, of like that. Anybody would. Who would be like, well, I'm okay with that. I'm a has-been. I I'd be okay with it because I'm, I'm looking but forward to 2021. Look, 2021. I look at your thing. All I say is that Cliff Nesteroff must have gotten bitten by a radioactive Jonah Ray with the amount of TV shows this guy has. Because he gave you the thing. Jonah Jonah has 60 shows. He got bit by Chris yeah. Hardwick, right? Who, who has 100 shows. Jonah has 60, and you've got three now. You got a podcast. yeah, yeah. Not me, well, that's man. Called a, that's, called, that's called a comedy boom, Tom. That's called a comedy boom. So, Cliff, I'm not going to indulge your your paranoid fantasies of uh, <laughs> your own your own collapse. Um. So, funny how you got that. That's on Viceland. You got the history of comedy on the, on CNN. Yeah. And then the what is this podcast now? What is this podcast called? So when I uh, wrote my book, I interviewed hundreds of comedians, many of whom were elderly, many of whom were angry, many of whom were fascinating, guys like Jack Carter and Shecky Green, the professor, Erwin Corey. And Mark Marin always had this idea years ago. He said, you should do a podcast that's like old, uh, old comedians, old showbiz stories, sort of based on the type of articles I used to write in the old days at sure. WFMU. So I thought, well, sure, that sounds like a, a fun idea. So this podcast is a mini-series, for one, because it's so much work. If there's one thing I hate, it's uh, work. And uh, so the podcast is only four episodes for now, with another four probably to come sometime in the future. And who have but you talked e- to on this one yet? Uh, so well, far. I use what I already had on this external hard drive oh. from when I did my book, because a lot of these guys have since passed away. Yes. So Jack Carter is no longer with yes. us. Exactly, exactly. And the professor, Owen Corey, I think, died at the age of 102, you know. Um, so I was very fortunate to get these guys uh, uh, on the phone and to record them. But the first episode is about comedians in the mafia, about how in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, if you did stand-up comedy nine times out of ten, uh, you were working for the mob. So we tell the story of this guy named Alan Drake, who was kind of forgotten. But in the 40s, he was a funny cab driver became friendly with a mobster who ran clubs in Miami Beach and told him, hey, you should try to do stand-up, and if you do it, you know, I can get you good gigs. So he wasn't even that 
good, but mm-hmm. because of this monster's connections, he was able to put him on a circuit. He started touring. He started opening for Tony Martin, the singer, played the Copacabana in New York, the Chaparie in Chicago, and uh, had this great uh, budding career, played the Flamingo in Las Vegas. After about a year of this comedian, Alan Drake, being on the road, this monster who hooked him up started to seduce his wife while the comedian was on the road, oh. and they started seeing each other for about a year. No. Now, meanwhile, the head of the mob family that this uh, little mobster worked for Mm -hmm. had a mob war between Frank Costello and Vito Genovese, who were two of the big uh, members of a New York family Mm -hmm. in the late 50s, mob family. And they had a feud about who was going to be in charge of of the mob family. And so the low-level mobsters had to choose a side. And anybody that chose the wrong side, if that wasn't the person who uh, remained as the head of the family, they were expended, and any of those who pledged allegiance to the crack mobster who succeeded, they still had, uh, you know, good standing and a job. So this little mobster, his name was Little Augie, he pledged allegiance to the wrong mobster, mm-hmm. and uh, in doing so, when uh, the other mobster became in charge, he was persona non grata. He was out on a date one night with the comedian's wife and was murdered in cold blood. And when that happened, the comedian not only lost his wife, but he lost his benefactor, and his career ended in his tracks. So the first podcast is about that, and I talked to a lot of comedians who knew this guy, Alan Drake, and knew about what happened to him after that. Red Fox kind of took him under his wing, put him in Sanford and Son a couple times, but actually put him on his payroll as his official cocaine dealer. I always so love the episodes. I love the episodes of, with, of Sanford and Son when Red Fox was clearly so bored with the show that he would play himself every once in a while, like, oh, it's a taping of a TV show starring Red Fox, and then Fred <laughs> Sanford would go to it so that Red Fox half the, for half the time didn't have to change into the overalls and got yeah. to just wear what he liked to wear and look nice the way he liked to look. Yeah, Sanford and Son is a, a fascinating show to watch when you have uh, uh, context for the history because there's a lot of actors in it who are doing their television debuts at the age of 60 or 70, and almost all of them are guys that Red Fox met on the Chitlin circuit back in the 1940s. And there's a really, I don't know what the episode, the rest of the episode is about, but there's one episode where he and Scatman Crothers sit together on the, on the sofa in the Sanford and Son living, in room, living room and do like a song together that's really charming and clearly something that they had done in the past, like years and years earlier. So for that reason, it's sort of uh, fascinating. Every now and then you see Sammy Shore in an episode of Sanford and Son, and you can kind of tell, well, I can tell anyways, because I studied all these old comedians, who is just uh, uh, Red Fox's friend, who just gets thrown into the show yeah, sort of out of context altogether. But for me, know, that's what makes it uh, I could, I could, worth watching. I could use all. a friend like that. I could use a friend like that. I thought I was supposed to be in this Ant-Man movie. Ant Man. Uh-huh. I was in it. I hit the cutting room floor on that thing so fast. Yeah, I still. It's still your shock waves coming from how fast my footage hit the floor. Do you know who uh, Gary Mule Deer is? Yes, he was uh, a comedian who uh, he actually is. I hear him more as a reference point for 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 a lot of like for the uh, like the like. Where, who was who would always use him as a reference point? I feel like it's some sort of like Chris Elliott, David Letterman type thing where he was he embodied a certain kind of comedian. Yeah, yeah. Well, Letterman and him were very uh, close, and it's because they both were at the Comedy Store right at the beginning, 1975. They met, and uh, so Gary Mule Deer 
who's one of those guys from the 70s comedy store era. Although when all those other guys of that era who didn't get like a talk show kind of fell by the wayside, Gary Muldeer continued to, to do the road for 30 years, opening for people like Tony Orlando and stuff like that, mm-hmm. playing casinos. And when I interviewed him, I said, uh, boy, you must just love to do stand-up because all your contemporaries have kind of retired and you're still going. And he goes, uh, no, Cliff, I, uh, I don't love it. It's just that... Uh, after the 80s, when all of my friends went into rehab and cleaned up, uh, I didn't. So I had to sustain my <laughs> cocaine habit and go on the road to make money. But the reason I bring up Gary Muldeer is because he's on the cutting room floor on what are probably the three biggest comedy films of the 1970s. He got cut out of Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Mm-hmm. He got cut out of Annie Hall. And he got cut out of uh, The Jerk starring Steve Martin. Wow. Wow, that's that's kind of a, an accomplishment in a way to get cast for that many things, but, but that's the luck of the draw, man. Three, oh for three. Oh for three. Three of the probably probably are the three biggest comedy films of that era. I can't think of what else. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, you have a Mel Brooks movie, maybe, but that's but in terms of those are as three as big as anything that came out of the seventies. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Cliff, I think you're yes, doing sir. great. I think you're doing great. Are you going to do another book? Is another book in the cards? Yes, there is. My publisher uh, turned down my proposal. I wanted to do a version of the comedians uh, about uh, LSD and acid heads, sort of the history of LSD in popular culture in a way that hasn't really been uh, written yet. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always fascinated by certain things. Even there've been many books about comedy, obviously, before I'd written mine. But I would always find stories that had not been covered in other books, just like that uh, mobster story I just told. And mm-hmm. so, with the LSD book that I had planned, I kind of wanted to do that. I discovered that Warren Oates, Michael J. Pollard, and Harry Dean Stanton used to do LSD together in the early '70s. I found that quite fascinating. Wow. Uh, Art Cloak, Art Cloakie. Boy, that must have been a of- fun. That must have been a fun time sit there people yeah, drop and ask you look across harry dean stanton staring at you you turn your head the <laughs> other way warren oates is staring at you right yeah, absolutely oh absolutely. my god you jump out a window with that oh yeah oh no don't <laughs> worry it's the guy from it's the guy from bring me the head of alfredo garcia He's sitting there <laughs> sweating in the corner So that didn't happen. So that book didn't happen. That one didn't happen. Yeah, that was one I was planning for, but I might do it in, you know, 10 years. It's not the book they want because there's a comedy boom happening, and I wrote Mm -hmm. a book about comedy, and it Mm -hmm. did very well. So because my publisher is logical, unlike me, Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, we want another book about uh, comedy. Yeah. And I was like, ah, God, I I already wrote it, you know. I don't know if I want to write another book about comedy. You you want to write a book about comedy, you write a book, what, 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 what? There's so many stories you can do. You could go deeper into any of those uh, those sections that you went into. You covered a hundred years I, in your first book. Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, they they kind of want me to do a contemporary uh, uh, take. You know, the, the, my my big aversion is that when I read mm-hmm. stuff about comedians or comedy, whether it's on the internet or somebody else writes a book, I never like it. I always dislike it. So I don't want to be the very thing that I dislike, you know. Wow. Because I feel like it doesn't require that much uh, uh, scholarship or study, really. But they want a more contemporary take. So I'm flying out at 7 in the morning tomorrow to go to Just for Laughs, and I'm going to start uh, 
scribbling notes because show business, uh, at the very least, is uh, full of lunatics, comedy or otherwise. And I encounter a lot of those lunatics. Some I just start taking notes about the horrendous things that I hear when I take a Hollywood meeting, uh, things that if I had my voice memo recording could uh, destroy somebody's career, you know, that kind of thing. Look, maybe that might get you hurt. Sounds a little risky. Why don't you just write a nice? Why don't you just write a nice book about Pete Holmes? You can't just write a nice book about Pete Holmes. <laughs> Make everyone happy. <laughs> some affirmations, affirmations by Pete Holmes. Yeah, some fun, fun affirmations. Um, sort of like a um, Stuart Smalley. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh boy, I'm not touching that. Um, hey, <laughs> Cliff Nesteroff, you have so many things going on. I'm, I'm so glad we got to catch up on stuff. I want to talk. Can you call in a few weeks or whatever? I'd like to keep talking. I'd rather talk to you more frequently. Call soon. Oh yeah. Why don't you just yeah, I would love call to. Call anytime you want. I, I would, I would, I, I would like that. I like that. Yeah, that would be very, very nice. And people I'm, can catch. I'm isolated here in Hollywood. You know. What is it? Classic showbiz. What is your? On Twitter, classic showbiz, yeah. I can't tell if I'm a, a good tweeter or the, oh, you're one of the really more obnoxious you put, No, you're great. You're, you're, the pictures you put up are spectacular. Oh, thank you. I I, sometimes it. I go on a tweet tweet storm. I think no. people think I'm on uh, Medic. But sometimes I'll just tweet uh, 40 things in a row you're doing that are just images of uh, you know guys in plaid jackets from the 70s. And uh, nope. I, I'm not sure how I don't lose all followers when I do that. But You're doing great. Uh, it's nice to hear that some people appreciate it. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Thanks. You take care. Cliff Nestor off. Yeah, that... Nope. No, that should not right. Well, I guess I'll be on the phone with uh, <laughs> Verizon for another half hour uh, tomorrow. Thanks. We're getting the caller uh, call waiting off. Uh, Verizon, great job. Oh, don't worry, it's off. Is it? It clearly isn't. It clearly isn't. I want to tell you all about a Kickstarter campaign that's coming uh, to an end tomorrow, I believe. My friends, uh, Rob Hatchmiller and Paloma Basu have their Kickstarter for their movie. Other Music, the story of an iconic independent record store. Their last movie was great. This movie's going to be great. I think there's only 29 hours to go. <gasps> and they're not at their goal yet. <gasps> Now's the time to help them out. <gasps> you go to kickstarter.com, search other music, check it out. They got all sorts of things up there for all different, uh, all different contribution levels. Yeah, it's great. This movie's gonna be good. So go over to kickstarter.com, search other music, check it out, watch the trailer. And, uh, and get on board. Help them hit their goal. 24 hours, 29 hours to go. Best show. Hey Tom, it's Mark out in Lake Newbridge. How's it going? It's, uh, hold on a second there. Hello Mark, how are you? I thought you were going to say, oh, hi, Mark. Oh. You know, it was the country in the grips of the room mania, right? Yeah, I, it, 
Well, mania might be a little, uh, a, l- a little extreme. I don't, I guess because there's a movie coming out that's the, the one that, uh, what's his face made, right? J- James Franco. Yes. Based on the book that the, the one, the, the disaster artist that the, that fella who was in the movie wrote. That's right. Yeah. I like the book. Did you read it? I did not read the book yet. Fun. It's everybody loves it. It's one of those things where you know when you just have so many books and you just it's like I got to I'm never going to read all these books, but I want right, to. What are you reading right now? Right now? Yeah. What am I reading right now? I'm reading the I am reading the Quest Love book. Ooh. Mo Meta Blues. I have I don't it on know that one. I like I like music books. I do, and this is it's it's, it's interesting because he's talking about uh, the journey through a career as a as a in a hip hop group, which is, there are few of them, right? And so it's interesting to see someone talk about always being kind of the 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 bridesmaid, but never the bride, kind right? Of, if you know, because they they would watch other people. Zoom past them in terms right. of with popular. So it's it's a, it's a good book. I'm reading a book about a guy in a band. Uh, you're reading a book about a guy in a band? Yeah, it's called Tales of a Rat, and uh, Rat is spelled R A T T. Now, what band could that possibly be? Well, um, the author is is a guy named Robert Blotzer. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. It sounds like an anchor, like an anchor man. It Robert, does, right? Robert Blotzer with the uh, your your ten at ten. Yes, or even just like ten on the ten. I was thinking he'd be more out in the field, maybe even just the idea like this is Robert Blotzer checking in from the Gaza Strip. That's right, Jim. Things are tough out here. Uh, really dusty. Yeah. So, on the strip. But, I, I've never been to the Gaza Strip. I don't know what it's like, really. Yeah, I guess it would be it's dusty. I would assume du- it would be there'd be some kind of dust. I mean, it's hot here now. Can you imagine what it's like on wherever it is? Yeah, hot it's, SBs. It is hot. Is it hot enough for you? Do you like when someone says that to you? I do. I do because. Uh, it's usually too hot, and then, you know, I want to say it's hot as bees, but, you know, I can't really say that. No, because, but they would kind of, they shouldn't ask, is it hot enough for you, unless they want any answer. They could, they should be ready for any answer they yeah. get. No, I want it hotter. Yeah, no, I want it hotter. I want, I want the, I want to see the, the, the streets bubble. Yes. That's how hot I want it. Barring that, take me to your house, turn on the oven to broil, and pull the door open, and I'll just stand there in front of it. Uh, yeah, so that's how hot you want it. I do want it that hot, yeah. Hey, speaking of hot stuff, mm-hmm. you go to Comic-Con? Uh, no, I did not go to Comic-Con. Oh, rats. I was hoping you could tell me if this Reggae Man movie is going to be any good. The what movie? Reggae Man? Reggae Man, yeah. You ever heard about this? Uh-uh. What is, what is Reggae Man? Oh, my God. Well... Back in the early 80s, there were several different music-based superheroes. Very short-lived. Um, DC had Punk Boy, uh, Image had New Romantic Girl, and Marvel had Reggae Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't know about any of these. 
And what he would do, he, he, he'd blast villains with these dub tornadoes that he'd shoot from his portable sound system that was kind of strapped to his back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like super low end. Oh, so, sort of like the like the sound clash thing. Was. Exactly, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, they they made a movie out of it, and uh, Tim Burton has directed this thing, apparently. Oh, uh-huh. That is... Yeah. Well, who who was playing reggae man? Uh, Johnny Depp. And from what I've heard, it's the most phoned-in thing he's ever done. Wow. That how... <laughs> I don't know how it could get more phoned in with him, but how, how is this more phoned in? Well, he, he apparently like had it written in and made it so that, that he's carrying a copy of Black Uhuru's Guess Who's Coming to Dinner album, like the, an, an LP, and he's got it in every scene. So he's just kind of holding it in front of his face in every scene, and it's so clear that he's reading his lines off the back of the album. So he's acting from behind an album cover. Yes, yeah. You can see his eyes, and and half the time you can see like the top of his mouth. But he's definitely he's definitely reading that thing. I guess he doesn't want to wear glasses, so he can't see it that well. So it's pretty, you know, it's something. Yeah, that that is a new low for uh, for a guy who seems to have been uh, kind of hovering toward the bottom for a I'm while. Not sure, yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, and from what I hear. He sounds more like he's from Kingston, New Hampshire than Kingston, Jamaica in this thing. Yeah, he, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, it's amazing how tired I am of just, like, there was a point where it'd be like, oh, it's Johnny Depp, and now it's just like, oh, it's Johnny Depp. Like, like, it just seems like, do we, like, I don't really want to see the, 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 the costume he puts together and then no. whatever voice he's doing for it's a like thing. a Keith Richards sort of thing it's not really reggae you know what I mean he's like just sort of furthering that and apparently from what I heard the vibe as you watch him it's like you can you can actually see feel him thinking about what he's going to spend the money he's making on this film on yeah he bought like a lot guitars of- and things the thing I never understood with this is like, the guy only needs one guitar at a time. Like, like, I know. Like, and it's also just like a guy like that where he's just like, I need a hundred guitars. It's like, wait, what's the album you're making that we're missing out on? Why you need different textures for everything? It's like, well, I assume he's, he's a session guitarist. Is, is he? He's, he, play, he played, didn't he play on one? Oasis song? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I figured he was like up there with Steve Lukather or something, the way these people are all hiring him to do things. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like they I just, do not know. They just like the idea that the guy from the movie's there, and then suddenly it's like, oh, he's playing guitar. I guess he really wants... He shows up with a guitar case. Yeah. And then you're like... Hmm. Yeah, I'm making guitar. this record, and I gotta... Let's get, uh, let's get that actor to play the guitar on this thing. Yeah, because there's no other guitarists around no. who might be looking for the work. No, no. Hey, speaking of filmed entertainment, mm-hmm. what is the name of this new Netflix show that's not about stand-up comedy? All right. I mean, come on. With I mean, I I gotta say, I've had at this point, I've had enough of callers calling up and and always busting on how everything is about stand-up comedy, and I mean. 
look, there's stuff, there's a lot of stuff about it, but there's, there's plenty of shows on Netflix that are not about stand-up comedy. I mean, it's just, there's so many, like, um, um, well, there's one that's, no, um, yeah, I actually can't think of any uh, that aren't, yeah. Right. I think you're right. Wait, no, 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 no. There, there's, uh, this, there's that documentary series, Inside the Mind of a Serial Killer. No, I've seen it. And, um, Claire O'Kane does these riffs in between the comments from the two psychologists. Very funny, very, very dark stuff. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know she was on the, the serial killer show, Inside yeah, the Mind of the yeah. Serial Killer. Real wild, dark stuff. Yeah, that, that was the original thing that that Carson said. It wasn't. It wasn't weird, wild stuff. It was weird, real weird, wild, dark stuff. Because he he was into like serial killer humor. Carson. Oh yeah. What do you mean, like like all this? Like, did he collect the stuff? Also. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was he was into this collecting, painting stuff. You know, before anyone. Dean Casey. Yeah. I, uh, Sick stuff. I've heard there's a, uh, I've heard, I've heard there's a, uh, Ed Gein painting, uh, that I'd like to get my hands on, uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, ex- spare no expense, like telling his, mate, what if you made Ed McMahon, yeah. what if you made Ed McMahon go to like bid on paintings at like a serial killer painting auction? <laughs> Do do him telling Ed to get it and to make sure he outbids Heston. Oh, Ed, I uh, thing I need you to do is uh, in downtown Los Angeles, the there's going to be an auction of uh, John Wayne Gacy paintings, and uh, there's a series he did of these Pogo the Clown paintings. I want all of them. That is, yes, I will get the paintings for you, O oh great one. And do not let Heston outbid you. Don't let Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, don't let Chuck outbid you. Now do, do Leno doing it and have it be, um, he wants to outbid, I don't know, Damon Wayans. Is anybody uh, here that, uh, there's going to be a uh, John Wayne Gacy auction uh, going on, and uh, I know uh, Damon Wayne's is big, uh, big collector of serial uh, killer art, and uh, I'm not going to let him outbid me this time. I love it. I could listen to it all night. Oh, you might be the only one. No, I'm into it. It's great. Hey, I, I want to hold you up. Uh, final question, I promise, okay? Okay. Why don't you ever use stingers? Uh, what? I'm sorry. Like at least when a new guest comes on, something like that. Stingers. Yeah. I I, I don't know what you mean by stinger. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm totally serious. Oh, like a a stinger is like a a bell or a beep or something that signals a new segment or uh, topic at the at the top of the of the podcast. Okay. Um. I I don't know. Um. You know, we generally just keep the show kind of loose and free-flowing, and it's not really about just segment, segment, segment. 
Right. All right. Well, um, what do you use to generate ID3s before you upload the, the show to the main? Um, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, do you, hey, Mike, an ID3? What's that? Do you know what that is? Can you ask out there? No, they, they don't know either. No, nobody here actually knows what an I, what is an ID3? Are you, are you kidding? No. Oh, well, an ID3 is a, um, metadata spec that allows information to be like, um, you know, added to files like a, like a track title or artist name or album or track number. I think it's a thing that's like, you know, useful info that could be helpful to your listeners. That's, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, sorry. I, I, I don't know. All right. Um, have you ever considered using a bigger chiclet? Chick, chick, you mean like chewing gum chiclet? <laughs> You're funny. Come on, seriously. What? No. I mean, that's like chiclets or those little... I didn't even know they still made chiclets. I think Cadbury used to make them, right? Is that... You aren't joking, are you? I I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I'm not joking. Well, a chiclet is... It's like like a slang term for this... uh, It's usually an orange button that's used... To uh, you know, link RSS files. Yours is actually white on on, on the top of your page, and uh, you know what it does. Like podcatchers allow a user to drag and drop chiclets directly onto them to easily add a subscription. It's, it, it's that sort of thing. All right. Well, I gotta say, I don't know anything about any of this stuff, Mark. Well, I'll tell you something. Looks like somebody needs to attend my camp. Your your camp. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, cast campapod. Cam- what is cast campapod? It's only America's number one podcast camp. Why? A podcast? What is a podcast camp? Well, I'll, I'll nutshell it for you. Uh, basically, it's where people of all ages come to learn the ins and outs of podcasting. And, um, you know, like it's, it's very intense intensive real you know it's hard studying but we do have time you know for roasting marshmallows and stuff and chasing deer around like usual camp camp exactly yeah Uh uh-huh yeah but like i said it's it's very intensive and i'll tell you something these campers they don't just unfurl their bedrolls and start podcasting immediately okay it's it's two full weeks before they get behind that mic before you, okay, well, that's, uh, what on earth could people be doing for two weeks before getting on a mic for a podcasting camp? You know, reading, learning, and being tested on the pod Bible. Being, what is a, what is the pod Bible? The pod Bible is the 1400 page podcast textbook that I've written. No. What? No, it's great. It, it runs the gamut from, you know, RSS feeds, uh, fair use protocols, punch casts, uh, establishing brand essence, mic technique, 
which are the ten comedians to interview, uh, setting up and maintaining NVME apparatus, that sort of stuff. What, N- NVME apparatus? I wish you'd stop joking. I'm not joking. I don't know what really? NVME is. All right. Well, NVME is um, semiconductor technology that doesn't require a continuous power supply to retain the data or the program code that's stored in a computing device. Uh, okay. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll take your word for it on that. Um, yeah. So you you said that this camp though is like all ages are at this attending this camp. Oh yeah, yeah, campers of all ages, but you know most are in their mid twenties. But we do have a lot of under eights. Under under eight years old. Yeah, we call them poddlers. Oh, poddlers. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. some elderly ones also. Sure. Uh, I don't know which I'd rather hear. Uh, I don't want to hear any. It doesn't matter what age people are at. No offense. It's a great medium, but there are just so many podcasts at this point that consist of people just going on and on with nothing to say and nothing planned out. And it's really, it's really a bummer, you know? Well, I, I, <laughs> Check this out. We do have some some elderly podcasters, mm-hmm. and if you think what you've already heard is boring, wait till you hear a roundtable discussion on how long it takes for for these people to walk to their mailbox and back. A roundtable. Oh, that sounds so boring. It is. It's it's mind numbing. It's oh. really insane. I mean, I'm actually getting sleepy now. Right. Thinking about it. It's very boring, very boring, yeah. but um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. Things are going to get very exciting tomorrow when the podcaster-in-chief comes to camp. Well, what's that? Who Who is the podcaster-in-chief? Who Who is that? President Trump. Wait, he's coming to the pod camp? Yes. The president? Yes, yes. I, I, I don't believe. I don't believe. Well... I'll tell you one thing. The president is a great, dedicated podcaster. He lives for it. He has a podcast? He does, and it's it's awesome. I've never heard that he has a podcast. It, yes, it's, it's very, it's very uh, informative. It's very current. But So what is it about? Like, is it about, like, being a super wealthy guy and, like, him calling out different things like that are fake news or anything like that. No, it, it's about the police. Uh huh. Okay, so it's more of like a like a like like about citizens in relation to law enforcement and and I mean because there's I can see how that at least there's a lot to talk about there in terms of communities uh, getting along oh, with the police. No, no, I mean to ban the police. The okay, please. Yeah, I, 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 you have to tell me more about this. Then. Well, he's been doing it for a long time, and it, it's called "On Any Other Day," which I didn't get for the longest time. Apparently, "On Any Other Day" is is like the only song that the drummer Stuart Copeland sings on a Police album. Super deep cut. I think it, it's it's on Regatta de Blanc, so it goes deep, and it basically covers 
all things in what President Trump calls the stingdom. He called he calls it the stingdom. Like a kingdom that Sting oh, no, is, oh, no, is in no, charge of. Oh no, I I I was following it. Oh, okay, I, I okay. didn't. That that's not the part that I got flustered about. Oh, okay. Um, the sting. It's it's a bad. It's a bad play on words. Hey, you can't say that. He's the president. Well, it's a bad play. He he well, would admit. It's kind. It's kind of he's. I I feel like the walls have ears at this point, right? Um, he's pretty insufferable about this thing, all right? Like he's 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 always talking about these bootlegs he he has of. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Dantalian's chariot. Did that ring any kind of bell? No. It's it's Andy Summers' either second or third band, like a like a weird prog band that. President Trump is, is just so jazzed that he has these, these bootlegs from this band and he just lords it over you and, and he, he's really into being friends with this guy Henry Padovani who was the original guitar player before Andy Summers. So it's it's so weird. I mean, he, we, you think he's weird about other about like stuff that he's actually public about. Imagine mm-hmm. this. His private obsession. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, to be honest... He wouldn't be in anywhere near the trouble he's in if he if he devoted more time to his job as he does to this podcast. So he's always working on the podcast. Always, always. And the reason he got involved with the Russians in the first place is only because he loves that Sting song, Russians. From the Dream of the Blue Turtles. Yes. Yeah. He became obsessed with Russia after that, and it's like Russia, Russia, Russia. It's all he cares about now. From the from a Sting solo song, yeah, yeah, and he's he's so mad that he has to be in Washington right now to deal with all this stuff. He wants to be in Europe with Sting. Sting's on tour right now, and he wants to be what following him around. Yes, yeah. Well, that's just I, that that's odd for anyone to want to do. I know, I know. Like literally any human, it is right. Like if you told me that there was a an insurance salesman who wanted to follow Sting around Europe, I'd be like, "That's strange." Mm-hmm. But it's the president. Yeah, I've seen footage of him skanking across the stage during "Message in a Bottle." From when? God, when was this show? I get it was it was a few months ago. I think uh, <laughs> Sting was playing Meriwether Post Pavilion. In Maryland, and he was he was skanking. He skanked across the stage. It does not. That does not seem like something that would be easy for him. It just seems like he'd be very uncomfortable doing that. I know. Yeah, he had sunglasses on. Yeah, he had like a headband. So, so no one knew who he was. Yeah, because he had sunglasses on. Yes, and he, oh, he had a hat that, that said "Make Sting Great Again." <laughs> so it's, <laughs> and then he came back out. They were doing, um, oh, what were they doing? So lonely, and uh, and you know he he was doing that. I feel so low. You know how, how the police would like stretch a four-minute song into a fifteen-minute song. He's still doing that. Yeah. I feel so low. 
I feel low, low, low. I feel low, low, low. And then he has the crowd do it like ten times. I mean, do these guys like that know the audience is not worried that they didn't have a chance to participate in the show? Right. Like, that's not a concern. Like, what did you think of that Sting show? Well, I certainly loved it, but I, I do feel like there should have been a moment that we all got to participate with it. It's like, I think everybody would be like, if he said, hey, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to play two more songs right. at their normal length instead of that call and response thing. He's like, I feel like we've done, I know you're out there at this point. Right. Yeah, it's a, I don't know how that I'll, is. I'll tell you, though, I've heard people, I, I've seen Sting recently, and I've heard people grousing on the way out that they wish they could have said, B.O., 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 like five more times. That they, so there are people who want a call and response they want it. thing. Yes, yeah. Oh, speaking of music and the Trump administration, mm-hmm. have you seen this footage of Scaramucci fronting this Misfits tribute band? No, no, I know what I, I know nothing. It was on YouTube for like a day. Uh huh. And I guess you know they, they they're so powerful they had they had it taken down. He so he's the he's the singer. He's got like a dancing thing going. You can sort of see it at that first press conference, right? Where he, where he basically said that he was married to Trump. He loves him. I so, don't know. So he's up there fronting a. This is very. Yeah. I oh, and the band is is called DCAD, which is like a you know like a, a tweak on Earth AD, which was the final Misfits record, which is not great, and it's very thrashy. Mm-hmm. So it's they, they basically do like the latter day thrash Misfits, and he wears the mesh shirt, like it's a mesh sleeveless shirt. Yeah, he sells it. Okay, I guess you know if he he if, does have a wolf's blood tattoo also. If he can pull off, if you can pull off a uh, a mesh, me- that's a that's a commitment to say. I think you have to say I'm going to pull this mesh off. Yeah, I think I think you announce it. Like you, even if you're not on stage, you announce that. Um, uh, before the band comes out, I uh, band would like you to know that uh, one of the performers will be wearing a mesh T-shirt. <laughs> Fair enough, right? To just let everybody wrap their head around it. Exactly. So they're not just like, <gasps> when they see it. I just feel like mesh to me looks like you're just begging for some sort of rash. What do you do about half shirts? Remember those? They, that feels very... When I think of those half shirts, I think of movies about football. people training for football. Yes. <laughs> like, not actual football players in the NFL. Right. Like that movie where Goldie Hawn was a football coach. Right, yes. Why Was it Wildcats? Are you thinking of, well, there's North Dallas 40. It was not that. Which was dirty, right? And then there was also, there was also Semi-Tough, which was dirty. This They're was all not dirty, that. I think, right? I think these football players are dirty guys. Yeah. But getting back to the, the half shirt, it's like, it, it, it's like America's high school coaches said, you know that micro thin layer of protection that, that would normally function, you know, like as a shirt, like from our kids wearing shirts? Let's take that away from them so they can actually get their skin. 
yeah. lacerated yeah, during so, football practice. And by all means, we'll have them running around, tackling, yes, and hurting each other. But the, you're wearing half of <laughs> half of a shirt now, yes, not yeah. even a full shirt to cover like some. Just think of the lower back abrasions that must have happened when somebody just like their cleats went yeah. up and got somebody right across the lower back because they're not wearing a shirt. And you know guys were like really like – have you heard of a purple nurple? Remember those? You I, know guys were giving each other purple nurples on their backs. I don't know you could do that on a back, but that's – and I don't know how if that's well. I've, I've I've given some. Okay. Well, I guess you. Yeah. Well, you're I'm going back. Uh huh. Hey, yeah. can I, <laughs> what? Can I? Sorry. Can I? Um. I want to hear a little bit more about this pod. This podcast camp. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, what? What other well, things go on? Very exciting. At, at the end of of summer, we have the uh, the Pod Olympics. Okay, what 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 is the Podlympics? Well, you know, just a couple things that that happen. Uh, there's one event where you have to balance an egg on a spoon while seeing who can praise Baby Driver the most. That's one of them. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, what else? There's a, a Blue Apron eating contest. Okay. What else? Uh, there's a, there's an event where you see how many stamps from Stamps.com you can lick. Okay, so it's Things all like that, yeah. It's all podcast based. Yes. Any other events? Well, before it all starts, you know, there's the the ceremonial unfurling of this giant, it's a giant banner, and it unfurls, and then everyone lines up and they salute Adam Curry, who's on the on the banner, who of course is the the Podfather. He was an early podcaster from uh, the MTV VJ who... Yes. Po- Wait, hey, can I... My Twitter feed is going crazy. But this, is, but it is not crazy in a good way. Oh, you know what? That's probably because I've been doing a live stream pod of our conversation this whole time on my podcast, Podmark at Your Service. Well, you know, you you really can't do that. I mean, I'm doing this show here, and you called me, and I mean, you, I, I've no, I don't know why you wouldn't just tell your, uh, your people to listen to the best show uh, live on our stream. Oh well, because if I did that, I couldn't charge them twenty five bucks each to listen to my side of it. Uh, so you charge you charge them twenty five bucks. I do, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, 3,000 times 25 means not only that Daddy makes his nut for the next two months, I'm totally making my nut, but it also means that he can pay off his new Sherry Red Hummer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to love On the back window, I got this sticker that says, I... You might have had to bleep some of that. I bleeped everything after I. Oh. And I probably should have bleeped I, considering right. the things you yeah, said maybe. after it. Yeah. You know, you charge 25 bucks, but they're listening to my show, and you can't charge them $25 to listen to the best show. Oh, don't worry. I didn't call it the best show. I call this event 
Interview with the Monster. I'll tell you what, people can't believe how uninteresting you are. It's very sad. And uh, they also can't believe that that's your voice. They're, they're, they're assuming you're using some sort of modulation. And also they can't believe that you exist. Yeah, and that's what these tweets are all saying. Yeah. Um, about how uh, that I'm bleeping boring. It, um, yeah, it's... It, well, now my bank... Hitting me on. Hold on. I'm getting a bunch of texts with my. Yeah. From where? From my bank. Oh, you know, that's probably because those 3,000 people gained access to your savings account and they've been using that money to pay me for interview with the monster. Oh, I. Yeah, they're draining it. So they're draining my. How did they get access to my bank account? Tom, you know, some things are just unknowable. Some, but that's not an answer. Well, hey, look, I have to go and prepare the uh, podcaster-in-chief's cabin. You know, he's been snacking a little more than usual, and we need to reinforce that pole that he hangs on uh, when he sleeps. A pole that he hangs on? Yeah. When you say a pole, you mean like a vampire? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why, why he just hung up. Oh, that's weird. Oh, so the f- end there, just a little, little factoid that the president might be a vampire. I didn't. Yeah. My oh my. My oh my. It's a weird world, huh, Mike? Strange days. Remember what John Lennon said? Strange days indeed. Remember? Remember that? All right, who out there wants to try an Oreo cookie? All right. Right, well, let's bring. Which who's coming in first? Say, I'll, I'll, I'll look. I'm not gonna. I want a random. Let's get Dudio in first. This is the or, order: Dudio, Pat, Mike, Kristen. Then we go. All right. All right. Is this a blind test? Or are you gonna show me what it is? No, it's a it's a blind test. So look away. Reach your hand out. Don't look at the Oreo either. Oh, I can't look at it? No. Okay, I just put it in my mouth. Yeah, just put it in your mouth. Thoughts? Is there a mint? No mint. No, no mint. mint. No mint. They 
It tastes very close to the regular Oreo. No mint. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh. This is a regular Oreo. They just have a different <laughs> color cream. The cream's yeah. a different color. That's the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. I was just saying, I, it, t- I taste Ugh. a little mint, but it also tastes exactly like a regular oh. Oreo. Send in one of the other clods. Okay. Spring Oreo. The rip-off. Oh, well. Turn around. One of you is getting one from the floor. I'm telling you, first of all. Go over, you go over that mic and reach back. I'll hand it to you from behind. There you go. Don't look at it, though. Okay. Put it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not bad. Am I supposed to describe what it tastes yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. What do you think that? What kind do I think it is? Yeah. Can I take another bite? Yeah, eat the whole thing. I don't care. It tastes um, creamier mm-hmm. than usual. So, right, don't, don't, doesn't taste don't, like chocolate. Don't lick your chops in the mic. People are saying on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> are they really saying that? No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, takes, I'm on Twitter. Okay. And um, people are saying it. A person, and it's me. Oh, well then. I think it's a non-chocolate Oreo. It isn't. Uh, well, the the the. Uh, it is a non-chocolate Oreo. Mm-hmm. The flavor, the icing. How would you? Was that a good? Was that a good cookie yeah. experience? It was a good cookie experience. All right. Send send. Uh, it was scary, but send Mike in here. All right, Mike. Don't look at these cookies for the love of God. Look away. Don't look to the cookie. Turn around. Oh, look at this guy. Put his hand there. Don't peek. All right. I already feel stale. It already feels stale. Great. I can't do any. I can't do right by this guy. I tell you, feels stale. How does it feel stale? It's got one of the uh, like a vanilla. Yeah, vanilla. Yeah, keep yeah. going. It's not real strong. Vanilla lemon or something, maybe? Yeah. Keep me again. All right, get out. <laughs> All right. Kristen, you want to try one? All right. Dudio, come on back. This is where we're at. This is where the show's at. Oreo taste test, real quick. Running a couple flavors here. Is there coffee in it? Yes. It's a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Mocha. 
Or yeah, I have that. You have to. You have to bite slowly mm-hmm. for the taste to really present itself. Get out of here! What are you a sommelier for Oreo cookies? You have to bite slowly for the taste to reveal itself. One more. I want all of you to come in for this next one. time with it because uh, somebody once told me that you have to let the taste of the Oreo reveal itself yeah I think you gave me a regular one trust me I didn't Put it, put it in your mouth. Let it Fireworks sit there for a second. There. Yeah, fireworks Oreo. Oh wow! Yeah, no. No. Only that one. All right. Here. <laughs> Covering his mouth. Get these out of here. Oh. Don't look. Gross, right, Mike? Yeah, it, it, and the fireworks weren't particularly mm, pop. <laughs> yeah, it's pop rocks. Yeah. Fireworks. Yeah, Here. Here. Kristen likes it. Here, get these. That, that can go. It's the the same one. Kind of with a pop. It was birthday cake, was the one yeah, from before. There's yeah. these spring Oreos that just have a different color icing. Just God knows why you'd make them. Which one did I have? You had the birthday cake, and then there's the Dunkin' Donuts uh, mocha, and then we cake. didn't even try these. So. This is the only one I would like. Heads double or tails, stuff. double stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell, though. I was going to guess like that Oreo. mine was double stuffed. It felt like there was more icing. Oh, really? And I'm glad I got the vanilla-y one, because that's the what I would have picked. The mocha was kind of a shock. I liked it. Mm-hmm. We've had that one before. We've had the two sides, vanilla and chocolate. Before. We haven't had the mocha. No, I'm could, on board. Could we do this in a future show? What would you think if I came here, started the show, and then called the number, and then just left, and then talked on the phone yeah. for the rest of the show as I went to different places all around the area. Yeah. We can right? do that. It's yeah. still popping in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, me too. I got that. You had a real popular one. I didn't know you. Mine yeah. didn't pop Yeah. We would, we would just lock your line, and then you could go wherever Mike you got a dud. <laughs> got a yeah, lemon. I got a dud, right? Yeah. Maybe we'll, yeah. maybe we'll do that next week. Maybe I'll drive around next week. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll figure it out. One of these upcoming weeks, I'm going to be uh, uh, the road show. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Me and Mike, road show. <laughs> Thank right? you. Yeah, it'd be cool. Of course. All right, get out, Mike. <laughs> Look at the dumb Oreos. It's been $45 in Oreo cookies the last two weeks. Bad road. That's the bad road. Right there. In action. I want to throw up. 
couple weeks ago eating those Oreo cookies. Wanted to throw up red velvet cinnamon bun. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi. This is Mike from Buffalo. Mike from Buffalo. How are you tonight, Mike? I am good. How about yourself, Tom? I'm all right. Okay. I wanted to call to tell you about a story about a terrible show that I played over the weekend that ended worse than it began. A show that ended worse than it began? Yes. What is it? Tell me. Uh, I played a show at a place that we have not had fantastic luck with, but nonetheless, we play time and time again. And halfway through the set, the sky opened and it started to downpour and fill the pavilion that we were in with water. So we had to fill everything, uh, pack everything back up and put it up on chairs. And it finally opened up and then we played again. And I don't know if you knew this, but Bikers do not like Madonna, and that's all we play is 80s pop stuff. So we had not much of a crowd. All of our gear was soaked. We were wet, and we still had an hour and a half left to go. So as we finished, uh, the band that was playing after us is fronted by one of these guys that plays in a band that does stuff similar to us but is way bigger and draws giant crowds, and we are very jealous of them. And as we were done, he came up to me and said, you sounded great. Uh, I believe what you say is peace and love, peace and love. And as soon as he said that, I, I could only think of you, and I could only think of how I wanted to knock him out with my bass guitar. Yeah, because you were wet. You're yes. Wet. You just got angry looks and reaction from a crowd yep. who wanted nothing to do Co- with you. Correct. These motorcycle guys, right? Right. They wanted nothing to do with you and your 80s pop. Sure. Name a couple songs for, that you guys do. Oh, uh, You Make My Dreams Come True by Hall & Oates. That's a good song. All Night Long by Lionel Richie. Okay. What's Love Got to Do With It? Tina Turner. Uh, sure. Uh, Jay Giles Band. Freeze Frame! <laughs> well, it's not Freeze Frame. That would be a good one. You do uh, Centerfold. Centerfold. We do Centerfold, yes. Uh, you know, all of that stuff. Basically, Billboard top 100 from 80 to 89. That's what we, that's what we try to do. And the motorcycle gang that heard that did not like it. No, uh, the motorcycle gang started optimistic and as our set progressed, they moved further and further back until they were one seat away from the parking lot where they would have gotten hit by cars. So, uh, it started out with not fantastic crowd to merely a horizon of people uh, not watching us, not watching us play. Well, did you get paid? Uh, you got paid a ton of money, though, of course. 
Oh, I would not say a ton of money. I would say our regular rate. All right. So you made a little money. <laughs> we did make a little money, so I can't complain about that. But but it's, uh, it's, a, I was, it's a rough weekend. It was a rough weekend, yes. Well, you hang hang in there, bro. <laughs> I have one more for you. I'll make it very quick. Let's hear it. I am very happy to say that I have tickets for the show on October 21st. My buddy and I will be driving down from Buffalo. We are very excited. And I should also add that I may be happier to spend my 10th anniversary with my girlfriend, now wife, with you instead of with her. Because that is the same date. And it didn't matter to me. I wanted to get tickets to see you guys so she can be alone that day. Boy, oh boy. All right. right. Priorities. <laughs> we all have different priorities. Some of yes, us we choose do. some things and others choose others. I will say to you, I hope you make it up to her. And then some. I will probably have to, yes. Yeah, you should. Not have to. You should want to. <laughs> I want to I've say been, this. I've been. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go ahead. No, I was. I was going to say I have until then to come up with something very good to uh, to overcompensate for the tenth anniversary. This place. This room smells like Oreo cookies now. Not in a good way. Well, after the ones that you've eaten, I can understand that the amalgam of Oreo cookies would leave quite a bad scent. You're all mushed together. Yeah. I had none of them. I ain't eating none no more. I ain't eating none. That one sad day was enough for you, huh? That was enough for me. You better figure something out to make your 10th anniversary with your wife special rather than, you You should have seen the show and then Tom and then John did the thing. Come on, tighten it up. <laughs> I will, Tom. You have a grand evening. You. Now, what is he talking about? Simple. I'll tell you. The best show, for those who don't know, uh, there's the 20th anniversary of uh, of the first call, Rock, Rotten Rule. And John Worcester and I, Sharpling and Worcester, doing a live show in Brooklyn to commemorate that and... We announced the show and it sold out very quickly. And so we added a late show at a venue called Murmur, M-U-R-M-R-R. There's a late show. Tickets are still available, but they are selling quickly also. So do not dilly-dally. If you're interested in going, get your tickets. And Murmur, October 21st, late show still has tickets. Early show does not. That is sold out. Late show is going to sell out too. So don't uh, don't snooze. Best show. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Mac. Mac, where are you calling from? Is this a screener? No, this is Tom. Is it really? Yes. Hello, Tom. Hi, Mac. I was going to be a reggae man, but you caught me off guard. Well, it's a good thing I called you off guard. I guess so. Yeah. 
Hey, let me turn this off again. Yeah, why don't you do that? It would make it makes for a better. Uh... It's done. I'm sorry. It's all right, Mac. Hey, um, I'm calling for some um, dispensation, I guess, or some, or I don't know what it is. A dispensation. Um, years ago, um, I was really obnoxious to you, and you blocked me. Okay. And I can't remember even where you blocked me. Maybe Twitter. Who the who knows? Yeah. But I'm calling for dispensation. I'm calling to ask for forgiveness. I'm calling to ask for a second chance. What I would is, like to be taken off your ban, and I would like to be at one again with you and John and all the rest of the gang. Well, what is your, what is your name on social media, uh, Sonny? I don't know, Sonny. I don't know if I want to give that out uh, over the air there, Sonny. No, I don't know what to tell you. Then you might not get it. It's got to be a price. Got to be a price to pay. For your bad behavior, what do you think? You don't think you don't think uh, you don't think you should uh, have to pay a price? Well, what was my bad behavior? Uh, uh, you, what? Oh, you don't know? You, well, don't, you don't know? know? Do I you know? Don't know? I don't know. I don't care. Why would You're I know? You're on knowing. I blocked you. You probably said something dumb and something rude, and I blocked you. As is everyone's right. I know it's true. I wrote to Worcester once, and I was like, hey, he blocked me, and he's like, well, welcome to the club. No, he's on that club. I didn't block him. You block a lot of people? No, only only a uh, special breed of... Uh... Assholes. See, Sorry. now you cursed on the best show. Is that really... Boy, oh boy, didn't you really... You're really redeeming yourself, aren't you? I'm sorry. Are you under FCC guidelines? When you're on the web? What's your name on Twitter? Ay, ay, ay. Mayor Frank. And it might be McDonald Daniel. McDonald Daniel. Daniel's my last name, McDonald. Mayor Frank. Mayor Frank? Yeah, like Mayor Frank Rizzo. Okay. Let me look this up. Really? Is this going to happen? Tom, that would be really, really nice. Oh, I didn't say it's happening. I'm just looking you up. As is everyone else, and now suddenly I'm Russian. Now suddenly I'm Russian. I don't. What? What happened? I have beautiful girlfriend and million dollars. Oh, I can see why I blocked you. Mm. Your comedy routines. So it's just at what is it at? Well, I don't know what I don't know what it what it would have been. Maybe at at Mayor Frank or try at McDonald Daniel, and I won't do the comedy routine. M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D-D-A-N-I-E-L. Yeah, these come up, and I don't see... It's just like they... You have like... Yeah. You blocked me. Oh, is that why? Maybe. I don't know. That doesn't it doesn't sound. matter. And I don't want to waste your audience's time. You're, no, you're great. Fa- you're fascinating. I love, I love the show. Look, buddy, I love you. I don't know why I blocked you. It must have been for a good reason. Doesn't matter. I'm quitting Twitter next week. Are you really? Yeah. Why? It's the end of my Twitter run. I decided. Next week. Are you tired? I'm tired of it. I'm I'm just tired of it with all this stuff that's going on. My God. Ninety seconds ago, you were begging me to uh, to unblock 
you. Oh, no, I no. Really, I don't care that? about that. That was just my in. That was just my kind Oh, so you're like a salesman. I got gotcha. you. You you play no, the I'm starting a conversation, Tom. Yeah, so it doesn't even matter. So you were just saying anything you wanted then. Didn't matter what I said back as long as you got hooked hooked me. Oh, come on. She's Louise. I'm just following your lead. No, you're not. You're the lead. You're the boss. Oh. Yeah, I'm All right. Next I'm Look, quitting I don't next want to waste your time. Look, I'm there quitting There are plenty of other callers that probably have funnier stuff to say to you, but... No, uh, there for... couldn't be. <laughs> Look, you seem like a nice enough chap. I'm quitting Twitter next week, so it doesn't matter. This it is really the seven-day countdown. At the end of next week's show, I'm handing... I'm handing Dudio and Pat my password, and I'm having them change it, and they're shutting me out of it. They're shutting me out of my own Twitter. I'm turning it into a promotional account starting next week. That's cool. And promotional for what, Tom? Just to say, hey, this is what's going on on the best show. Here's what's yeah, but what's going what's going on elsewhere, Mister Sharpling? What else do you have to plug? Seriously, Get you're worth phone. Get off my phone, that guy. I might quit Twitter tonight because of that guy. That guy's the worst. That's the worst. That's one of the. Worst. I'm gonna quit this show. That guy might have driven me off the best show. Oh, there he is. Got him. You know what? I'm gonna unblock this. I'm gonna unblock him, and then I'm gonna quit Twitter tonight. I am. I'm going to delete. What do I need to delete? I need to delete my uh, DMs. I don't want these these people like Dudio uh, talking to God knows who. I don't know. Maybe think I could borrow twelve hundred dollars, right? Last thing I need Dudio writing to Abby Elliott borrowing money, right? Hey, it's me, Tom. <laughs> I did block this dude. There he is. Someone sent it. I don't even know how to unblock him. I'm looking at this thing. I don't know. There it is. Yeah, he's unblocked. You're unblocked, stupid. But you know what? You have one hour to enjoy it. Because my Twitter ends tonight. I'm ending. I'm ending my run on Twitter tonight. What do you think about that? Will you guys do that for me? You just run it just like you run the Best Show account. Just to say what's going on. Oh, hey, who's this is who's on the Best Show tonight. That's it. You re yeah retweet from it. I don't want to. I don't. It's just like yeah. It's all I'm. I'm dumping this Twitter account tonight. I'm getting out of the Twitter biz. It's going to take a while to delete these DMs, but I'm doing it tonight. No more Twitter. Done. I'm reclaiming my life. Think about it. Really? What what are you going to do on Twitter? Is this really really what this thing has turned into? Twitter? The worst. It's just a place for everybody to just get mad now. 
used to be fun. Twitter used to be fun. It was a fun site. It was fun. You hang out there. You have a grand old time. Not anymore, man. How can I delete all these? There's got to be some way to mass delete all my DMs, right? Clear. Eh, like that, they're gone. Well, the messages are gone. Let me see. I'm getting out. I'm, I'm done with Twitter. This could be it for me. What's to be gained from this garbage heap, right? Yeah, I don't think I deleted them. There's a lot of DMs here. Last thing I need is uh, the Pat writing to Sal Volcano, asking him to asking him for uh, impractical jokers tickets. All right, I better. T- I'm gonna take care of that tonight. Then I'm out. I'm groaning. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. How are you this evening? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Steve in Philadelphia. Steve in Philadelphia. What's up, Steve? I um I was calling at first. I uh, I did a little search on Alta Vista and I found this incredible website. Uh, I think you mentioned it, apmike.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I purchased a massive T-shirt and uh, I had recently moved and I sent it to the wrong address, my old address. And I was like, well, I ate twenty bucks. And then you're the gracious AP Mike actually sent me another one and he's a mensch you've got a a, a beautiful man on your crew so if you have to pick any of the three to fire Mm -hmm. don't make it mike mike mike's actually watching out for people so you think i don't uh don't don't uh don't don't wolf it yeah you think i can either dudio or pat you know dudio he seems to know how to run he seems to know how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. That's an idea guy, and I respect him for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ideas don't pay the bills. Doing it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then the other thing, get off Twitter, please, sir. I'm Twitter's doing always been. I'm doing it tonight. Yeah, oh, I know. Uh, they, you know too, too many nights too too late. I mean, it's, it's always been a, a garbage hole. And um, I, I'm glad you recognize that. It's just a place for people to yell at each other and bother celebrities. Mm-hmm. It never made any sense to me. Yeah, I'm out. I'm getting out. Hey, is my God guest outside? You. Check Ooh. outside. Your guest, I saw his special today. I started yeah. watching it, and then I was like, wait, I want to save this so I can share it with my girlfriend. Mr. Mandy is, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I recommend it to everybody. I'm pre-recommending before the interview starts. All right. Thank you for doing that. Right, you have a grand evening. Uh, you too. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. Yes, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. Um, uh, it's Srikant from Cleveland. From Cleveland? So, yes, Titletown. I'm sorry? From title, Yeah, from Titletown. <laughs> That's right. What, uh, that guy, that guy, I think is driving me off Twitter. I think, and I think I, I'm going to just do it. I think I'm just going to kill my Twitter account tonight. Don't do it, Tom. Why? 
Because it, it's good for listener engagement. I yeah, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Is that working for you? I'm not going anywhere. I'm here every week. You know, we want listener engagement. You call the show. Uh, I'm glad I got on. Yeah. I was hoping for a best fan from Cleveland question from Tom. What were you hoping for? A best band from Cleveland. Why can't I understand you? A be- a best and? Best bands? Best bands. Home of? Oh, I got you. No, All right. you do that sometimes? No, yeah. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, well, okay, well, it's the best band from Cleveland. Perubu. Perubu, yeah, of course. Of course. So, look, you're from Titletown. Really, of one title, right? Right. You, uh, what's going on? The team is falling apart right in front of your face. It is. It's very painful to watch. Yeah. I guess we have we have Derek Rose and maybe oh, one or right two of his. Boy, mates. that's going to be fun. Boy, just yeah. wait. He played for the Knicks last year. Boy, oh boy, get ready for that fun, that fun experience of having Derrick Rose on the team. Get ready for when he doesn't show up for a game. Like, there'll just be a game that he doesn't show up for. Wait, that happened? He did it last year. He went, he went somewhere. He left. Alright, click on, hold on, click on messages in the top bar. I'm getting out of this Twitter game right now. Messages. (laughs) Don't quit, Tom. Don't quit. It's good what? for listener engagement. Listener engagement? What, what, what am I, Dane Cook? <laughs> listener engagement? No. This show's the best. If you don't like it, you don't listen. It don't is listen. the best show. I got to tell you, though, I was trying to listen. So um, I, sh- I normally listen on the podcast. Uh, I was trying to listen live today. The show is not Chromebook compatible. I got to tell you that. I, I hate to say it. No, they're working on a bunch of stuff for it. Okay. All right. Thanks, buddy. Hey, is my guest here? No, for, for the, uh, the love of God, first of all, why don't one of you see if he wants uh, uh, something, uh, a beverage, a snack. There's all sorts of things there. See what he wants. Is there pizza? Huh? Is there pizza? There is a pizza, yeah, because Pat said he was... Uh... What's Pat? I tell you, I figured out Pat's game with this pizza. You know what he does? <laughs> Pat orders the pizza late. Man, I didn't figure his game out. I don't know why he orders it late. <laughs> it makes no sense. We're here for three hours, and Pat gets the pizza shows up in the final forty minutes. So I can take the rest home. Thank you. But I take it home. That's true. I take it home. I ate pizza driving home in the car. I was so sick last week. I think I'm not eating. I think food is killing me. <laughs> I ate Oreos two weeks ago and thought I was going to die. <laughs> then a week ago, pizza was going to kill me. I think I'm just generally dying. <laughs> and this stuff is not, it's ending now, right? This is it. This is the end. Yeah. You know, but as I end, what are you looking at? I, yeah, I can't handle. Oh, I'm. And this is it. I will never. Yeah. I'll end up having to do some lowly new Twitter account, like <laughs> New Tom, like at New Tom. I'll be like, oh, I'm up to 130 followers. Yeah. Like I'll be like, 
Oh boy, it's not so much fun to build this from literally zero again. Based Tom. That's a good challenge, though. But it's a waste of time. Build it back up again. What is Twitter good for? It, it, oh, I'm telling Eight years ago, you go on there, you goof around, you ma- actually made actual friends in life. You're actually like, oh, hey, I was talking to that guy who wrote the comic book, and I'm friends with him in real life. We were talking on the phone the other day that we met up. Now, all you do is get screamed at by people who hate you, and and then it's like the only, it's like literally... It is the way for the president to talk to America. It is now this awful thing. It is like, it, he just like, he yells at people on, it's like, it's only like for everyone yells at everybody, including the president, yells at people on this thing. I'm out. You're getting the password in 51 minutes, you're getting my login info, and then you're going to change the password. Change the password. Change the description. You're going to change the description and yeah. say... This account now run by Dudio and Pat. It's no longer going to say, writer, I was right. down for the count, but F that S, I'm back and ready to even the score. <laughs> that is going to get deleted. Yeah. It will, be, it will then read... It will read... run by at Sonic Promotional Dork account and, now... You have to man, yeah. run by at Sonic Dork. Yeah. Make sure you get your name. Yeah. Don't worry, you'll get your moment of glory. I, I still enjoy Twitter. Oh, I know you do. You, no, I see you. No, you do. You love it. It's, it's all like, if you love it, it's fine. You're into it. Yeah. It is an addiction. It is. But I'm breaking it. You watch me break it right now. Break it. Could you break it, Joe Mandy? Uh, no, I'm I'm sucked in. You love it. Yeah. First, it's part of my DNA at this point. You know what I say to you, Joe Mandy? First what? of all, thank you for oh, coming. I'm- I'm so happy to be here in Jersey City. You're having an exciting day today. I know. It started at Good Day New York. I saw that. It was you and who, Rosanna Scotto? Hell yeah. And Greg Kelly. So what is that? Because you're promoting. You have a new special. I'm telling you, first of all, this Netflix special. It's called Joe Mandy's Award-Winning Special. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Thank you. It's so great. It forces everybody... To have to look in the mirror, every one of these comedians who's <laughs> doing these—they're sleepwalking through these specials, and now they got to look in the mirror and just go, "Wait, wait who wait. am I?" Yeah, that's my special was what I and just like, and now they're just like, "Wait, that can be a special." <laughs> yeah. Now they have to just rethink the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, like it's not just going out and having a thing and the joke and then you cut to an audience member and then you cut back to the and, stage and then it's over and that swooping pa- i always love that oh. i always love yeah, that, the like, swooping crane that fake ass crane shot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just yeah. zooming over the crowd <laughs> yeah well i thought this was just going to be a person on stage talking but this camera is oh my so God. lively see that zoom is this the matrix did I? <laughs> am I watching the Matrix now? Is this bullet time? <laughs> yes, or a stand-up? Spe- it's so funny. You're so funny. You're Thanks, one of my man. favorite. Thank people. you. You've, you've, you're one of my favorite people. Thank you. Everybody loves you. And I'm looking at Twitter now. Just I'm looking at. No, please don't leave us. And but that's it. One person. Yeah, <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, no, yeah. You can. You can. Jump off. It's fine. No one cares. It's over. 
Twitter's so, done. It really is done. Yeah, it sucks. Every one of these things has a run, and then it goes away. Yeah. It's like, you don't think the the folks at CompuServe yeah. were just like, we were there once before you should right. have seen. Yeah, you think, especially if, like, if CompuServe was just like, oh, we're overrun by Nazis. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we should stop. (laughs) Wait, our, our, our most valued customers are Nazis? Yeah. But they're not even like customers. It's this thing. It's like, at least CompuServe, someone wrote a check check with this thing. This dump, you know what it is? It's a dump. It It is is a dump. dump. It's a dump. It's a open mic. I'll do it in stuff you can understand. It's an open mic. I only understand. It's an open mic where they get all these like famous people to show up. Yeah. And perform, no one gets paid. No one gets paid, and the audience is just Nazis. <laughs> that are all, in the audience. Yeah. So it's Everyone, every comedian. You're just performing for Nazis. Every celebrity and comedian are on stage performing to an audience full of I'm, like, Nazis. completely desensitized to, like, my face photoshopped in, like, uh, like Holocaust ovens. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, it's like, who has the time to do that? And people send that to you? Yeah. Well, that's not fun. No, it's not fun, but, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so used to it that, like, yeah. how crazy is that? That, that like, got, I get that and I'm like, eh, yeah. whatever. You got, this is, this <laughs> that's is fucking hack. Yeah. Well, this is, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. I want to look and see a nice tree and be like, oh, I like trees and I like, <laughs> Because you see what it's like. You have these dogs that you put oh, pictures yeah. of. Yeah. Right? You look at a picture of your... You look at your dog. You not a picture of your dog. You just look at your dog. I look at my dogs. And you're just like, why am I looking at... Why am I looking at Twitter? Yeah. For the thing. Yeah. I got to worry about something on there. My actual dog is being actually funny. Yeah. My dogs crack me up. In a thing where, unlike... And they're not pressing. Like, your dogs don't press to get laughs. It's all natural. They don't do bits. You're never just like, look, I love you. My dog, yeah. Would you stop doing bits? (laughs) My dogs don't even know what a GIF is. Yeah, your dogs don't know what a GIF is. (laughs) Maybe I should should sell off my account, though. I have 100,000 followers. Yeah, that's smart. Maybe I should just sell it off, like, to some sort of, like... Who would buy it at this point? Blue Apron? Right? Blue Apron. Hey, Mike. See if Blue Apron... Tweet at Blue Apron. Ask if they want to buy my account. I don't know. That'll be my final tweet. Now, this is my final tweet right now. This is my final tweet. (laughs) This account is for sale. (laughs) Please contact... I'm going to give my email, bestshowforlife at yahoo.com, for pricing information. Yeah, to the highest bidder. Thank you. There we go. My final tweet. <laughs> that feels good, right? That was, that felt great. So, Joe Mandy. Yeah. Dot com, I'm right? Yeah, I think so. At Joe Mandy. Yeah. The guy with a million Twitter followers. The guy who, when everyone <laughs> was skulking around trying to, like, juice their numbers, yeah. you took your act right to the, to, to the other side of the globe. Yeah, I went to the dark web. 
<laughs> you were just buying followers. Yeah, from some dude in Moldova. <laughs> I paid a guy in Moldova like 500 bucks. I have a million followers. And whenever there's those... Are there ever like purges of them every once in there a while? There was for a while, but that that has ceased, and uh, they don't care anymore. They don't care anymore because they like sold. Like I, uh, yeah, I found out it was just I happened to be buying bots at the worst possible time because <laughs> it it was like right before their IPO or whatever, so they were like actually cracking down on yeah. it. But so now, it, yeah, now nothing matters. We, we live in an era where nothing matters, <laughs> especially like Twitter followers. Yeah, Twitter right now is like. It's like a, it's like a, it's like in like a movie. It's like the the rundown high school <laughs> that no one is like. Where the it's like Stand by Me. It's like the first right. five minutes of Stand by Me, where like Joe Clark walks down the hall and he sees just a kid like right. making out with a another student, and he sees another kid smoking a doobie in the hallway, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. he's just like. This is supposed to be a school. Right. What happened to this place? <laughs> this was supposed to be a, a like a social media site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, young man. Yeah. You're in Los Angeles, Lipstick City, mm-hmm. where it all goes down. You got your fancy comedy friends. Your <laughs> Gabe yeah. Delahaye's. And oh the, my God! Yeah. And the Max Silvestri's oh. and the. The Blue Ribbon Crew. Who else? <laughs> I like those guys, but who yeah. else is in the crew? Who else is in, who's in your running crew? When you when when it's like time to just just hit the town, when you're hit just the like town. we're going to Canters, we're going to Canters. I will call up uh, a, a Nick Kroll, a John okay. Mulaney. Uh, okay. You know, if Jenny Slate is in town, she's in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, recently. Kate Berlant, John Early, mm-hmm. Claudia Doherty. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. And you know who's here, though? Meanwhile, no one. <laughs> Everyone moved away. I know. We all moved within the same, like, 20-month period. It's like I am legend here now. It really is. Mutants. I did a show last Weird night. I was like, mutant. I don't know any of these yeah. people. No, it's, all, it's all oddballs now. Yeah. It's like, it's like just... Strange people roaming the New York City, where yeah. it's just like everyone's a vampire. Yeah. It's like you got weirdos. Like I'm a I'm weird. You got Chris Gethard, <laughs> total <God>. vampire. That <laughs> dude. Just like it's just yeah, it's just lunatics are left now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's all right, but you gotta go on because you like to hike. And, yeah, you know. I go on hikes. I live near Elysian Park. Okay. I go on that hike. Uh huh. That's a famous hike. Okay, that's a famous hike. It's near Dodger Stadium. Okay. Yeah. So you're like way on that side of town. Yeah. It's Marin country. <laughs> Not that no, but like I live near. I I heard I was listening to uh, Fleetwood Mac the other night from my house. Because they were doing that they were do- super doing jam. Dodger Stadium yeah. super jam. Yeah. So you opened your window. Yeah. Hung out heard. on my little deck. Listened to. Fleetwood Mac. It was this is, great. This is like a parody of Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. you, I, was, oh, you, I was drinking kombucha. Yeah. You were and... drinking kombucha. You open your window and Fleetwood Mac is playing at Dodger, Dodger Stadium, Stadium. Yeah, where it's yeah. like I had my uh, my Indica 
My indica yeah. blend. Vape. Okay. I yeah. was so vaping. you're vaping. You're vaping with your kombucha. <laughs> yeah. Fleetwood Mac wafting yeah. through the air. It was kombucha flavored vape juice. <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the lights coming off of Dodger Stadium. Yeah. But you're from you're from Minnesota. Right. That's where you're from. Yeah. So you went from Minnesota to DC something because you went to a good school. I went to uh no I did not. I went to Emerson College in oh, that's Boston. A good school. I consider that a good school. Okay. Well, like it's well, it's this. fine. Did it's you fine. did you drive to it every day? Did I drive to school? Yeah. I took a I took the the Green Line. No, but it, was it a was was there? Okay. Were there living arrangements available at the school that the school knew about? Um, I think so. I transferred, so I, I always lived off campus. Okay, yeah. but there would be like a dorm. Yeah, there was a there. dorm. Yes. Yeah, because the school it was I went called to the little building. Okay, so yeah, you were that. I consider your school a good school. Okay, my school was the kind of school you go to where it's like it closes at six o'clock. Okay, like where they're just like. All right, everyone out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean everyone that, out? That's like a commuter Schools school, right? Schools closed. Commuter yeah. school? Yeah, yeah. I've performed at a couple of those places. Me and John Mulaney performed at University of Indiana Kokomo, mm-hmm. and we had to get there by <laughs> 3 p.m. Uh-huh. Because, yeah. because they, they were like, everyone will leave. If it's a night show, no sure. one's here. So we coming to, back. We performed. Like, we just interrupted people at lunch. Yeah. It was awful. That's maybe the worst show I've ever done. Well, because they, they don't. They, they're, they're not going to go home and then go back no. to school no, four right. hours later right. for the comedy like, show. If you want people to pay attention to you, you got to interrupt their lunch. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I was at a school and it would have, you'd be in the student center and there'd be a pizza, a pizza place and then they would just run out of pizza at a point. They'd be just like, we're not making any more pizza. Right. We're, we're going to throw this pizza out. I'm making a whole other. You have a pot. car. Go get a pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like there's a pizzeria over there. Yeah. It's New Jersey. Yeah. You can't find more pizza here. This is a pizza-based economy. This state is run on pretty much pizza. Right. So Our governor is made out of pizza. Oh, that guy. Oh, he makes me so. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That was triggering. That's all right. No, no. You know what it is? It just like just bums me out. He just. Yeah. Like that that's the represent like that's the <laughs> face of the yeah. state is that guy who with his like he looks like a bedraggled commuter all the time. He always looks like he's just like oh the train was um New Jersey transit was so slow and he coming off with his yeah like suit all wrinkled and his tie half undone. He looks like every dude who gets on the Metro North <laughs> That has like four like flavored beers in a black plastic bag, like a like a bud lime. Yeah, like <laughs> tomato, like a yeah. Mike, you ever have bud the flavored bud? You didn't like it, huh? Limerita. Mike likes Coors. Mike's a classic drinker. He really. Yeah, people people on this Twitter, which I, I will not have access to soon. Yeah, they're saying that you're really repping L.A. They're you making gotta, it sound magical. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, get that get that vape juice going. Mike, 
You like you ever vape? Like just like tobacco? No. You ever get anybody at the bar bring in a vape thing? An e-cigar. That's the worst wait, wait. thing I've ever I have heard. I've never heard of that. Are you sure it was an e-cigar? You sure the guy just wasn't e-cigar. calling it that? An e-cigar. That just sounds. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. That just sounds like somebody was smoking like a remote control. <laughs> <laughs> like a guy just like set his remote control on fire and was Smoking yeah, it. It was like an f- old flip phone. <laughs> it's an e-cigar. Yeah, it's my e-cigar. Don't worry. It's it's water vapor. It's like no, that's that's a that's a a phone is on fire. That's worse than tobacco. You're breathing in electronic fumes. I people vape soup. I don't. Is it? Is, I bet New Jersey has it too. But people in California vape so hard. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing when you're at, like, that, at a red light yeah. and you look to your right and the dude just is filling his Camry with <laughs> vape. <laughs> it is, you you yeah. can't even see, can't even see what's going on in his car because it's so thick. There are, there are guys where you will just see just the wave of, of like this plume of smoke just pouring. And I guess it's like, they think that it's like a skill, and it's yeah. like, no, that thing does that. Yeah. It's like... It's, I know you say that, but there is a guy I follow on Instagram named King Titus, I think his like name is. He's like an artist. He's like an artist with the vape. Where he does the rings. He and does everything. rings, and he does... Uh, I mean, it's mostly rings. Like, there's you always can't do someone that who turns a thing into just like, he's the best... It's like <laughs> there's the best guy who's, who, like, yeah. who, like, there's the best, like person who bags groceries yeah. also it doesn't mean it doesn't mean like anything. art but king titus went to moscow recently uh-huh. and he was like <laughs> vaping with all these like like clearly like the sons of like oligarchs <laughs> and they're all like oh like in russian just like oh <laughs> and he was just having like the time of his life and i was like yeah you know good for king titus he's living it up well he's taking his act on the road yeah you know, though, the thing they always say is that just there's some kid in a garage somewhere Getting, vaping away, <laughs> doing rings. Like watching your videos, watching trying your to videos. best you at your <laughs> vape game. Yeah. There's some kid who right now just figured out a way to just like do like a rectangle, <laughs> like a vape rectangle. And King Titus is like goofing oh, off he's, and he's just yeah, like, I'm not, not vaping yeah, today. Right. Like, hey, uh, it's like his manager is just kind of like, hey, have you... Uh, you know, uh, you might want to. You, you got to get that big show yeah, coming you're up. Right. You're gonna start. You're gonna start vaping. And uh, you start practicing right angles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't feel like vaping today. Just he's like, like is that just a cigarette you're smoking? Like, you got to get your game going. Yeah. And then there's just some 16 year old. It's like a it's like Rocky three when like Clubber Lang shows up and suddenly it's just like the new level of vaping. Like, I honestly can't wait for whoever is next in the in the, in the vape, vape game. game. I'm I'm so in to where King Titus suddenly is like yesterday's new. You oh, want yeah. him to you want him to feel like like if it was basketball, like him to be just like George Mikan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Your ancient history. The idea that I want I want our I want the vape Bill Russell to enter the game. <laughs> <laughs> just a guy who took the vape game to a thing, and he's just like. Hey, hate the vapor. 
(laughs) Don't hate the game. Don't hate the vape. (laughs) Don't hate the vape. Hate the vapor. (laughs) Yeah. And just like, he's just sitting there watching this kid do this thing. And suddenly he's just like, he just, he just like fakes an injury or something. (laughs) He just, he just goes out to do the thing and he's just like, my arm. Uh, I can't. My thumb, I can't hit the button. <laughs> I can't move my thumb. Help. I can't do it. Show's over. Everyone out. Ah. So, Joe. Yeah. Mandy, the special. So funny. Thank you. You have surprise guests in it. Surprise guests. But they yeah. can't be that much of a surprise, right? Like, well, yeah. It's all within reason. I mean, there is an NBA All-Star. I will say that. Yes. Hey. Five-time NBA yeah, All-Star, right? So. Five, yeah. Yes. Um, Who plays? He's so funny. It's it's not fair. No, it really isn't. And I guess we can all say it's uh, it's Derek Coleman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That'd yeah. Be so great. It's Wally Zerbiak. It's Wally. Wally Zerbiak is an announcer for the Knicks. Like he's he's not an announcer. He does like. When they go back to oh, the like studio, like for post games, yeah, right, stuff. right, right, right. And then, did he play on the Knicks? No, that's amazing. He's white. That's amazing. The only reason he's there is because he's from Long Island. Oh, good for and him. And is a white guy. Good for him. Good, yeah. No, not good for him. <laughs> it's like he's just one of these guys where he's just like, oh, put, let him just take the thing. He's a yeah, white guy. Yeah, just yeah. give him the gig. He's got so many consonants in his last name. No. Just give it to him. But it's like he never. You realize that there are like fifteen guys a year who play for this team, and it's been a, it's been around forever. Yeah, there's got to be one of those guys who maybe we can put at yeah, the desk yeah. there who can say, "Well, when I played for the Knicks, I, right?" He can't. What's he gonna say? When I played for the Timberwolves, all right. Look, and I'm not putting the Timberwolves down, <laughs> but let him go right. sit at your desk, right? Yeah, with the thing. Let him honestly, go. yeah, he could he could be a commentator for the Timberwolves. But he's there, and it's like, how did I end up here? What was I talking about? I was talking about, oh, All-Stars, yes. <laughs> yes, he's, that, this was my yes. fault. I meant No, no, Zerbiak. that's Wally Zerbiak. One-time um, All-Star. Was he a one-time All-Star? Yeah. yeah. He, uh, yeah, you have, it's Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, yeah. Yeah, who is so funny. He's it is so it, funny. It's crazy. It's, like, a, it's annoying. Like, he legitimately... Just knows how to act. Yeah. And knows where every... And I've done stand-up with him, too. Mm -hmm. And he's like a good stand-up comic, which is like so annoying as a comic. Mm Because you're like, you're good. Yeah. You've done this 12 times and you're good. (laughs) It's it's not like I could go like play in Greece. You know, play basketball (laughs) in Greece. It's like, look, I'm not expecting to be in the NBA. Yeah. There is the D League. Yeah, exactly. I'll play for <laughs> yeah. in, in Fort Wayne. Yeah, play Indiana. for the Rio, Rio Grande Vipers. <laughs> no, he's like there are those people like that where they are like they're just like better than yeah. He's everyone. Uh, yeah, he's he's good at everything. Yeah, and then it's just it really isn't fair. I wish I was good at one thing. I know. I feel the same right? way. Well, you were supposed to say I'm good at. You're good at this. No, I'm kidding. No, it's like <laughs> no. no. That was fishing. You're good at. Um, how are those Oreos? I'm good at buying Oreos. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I really. I, I'm not even that good at it. I bought this one 
that was like the the icing is just a different color. I thought it was a oh. it's like green or something. What is, what color was that icing? Neon green. That's it? Yeah. That's I, not anything. Like two weeks ago, I went and got these Oreos. I was so sick. I was just, because I was thinking about it all day. And I bought like red velvet, mm-hmm. which was disgusting. Sure. Cinnamon bun, which was next level disgusting. Yeah, like, that it, sounds it, awful. I mean, I would have been better off just buying some chemicals and just. <laughs> Drinking right. some chemicals. Like drinking Drano. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, yeah, and pouring sugar on top of yeah. Drano and seeing what that's like. <laughs> then there was peanut butter, which was like sludge. Because the thing is, we talked about it, I talked about it. Peanut butter is not hard. It's not, it's not some rare commodity. No. It's the cheapest substance it's, yeah, going. It's everywhere. So... For them to be like, hey, we got this peanut butter Oreo, but it's like, is there peanut butter? Like, no. No, there's no uh, we can't do nah, that. No, there's no peanuts nah. or peanut butter. And then the worst one is this fireworks one. I saw that. That has Pop Rocks in it? Yeah. Well, I think they don't call them. I think they call them just like... Like carbonated. Yeah, exactly. Carbonated... <laughs> pebbles. Pebbles. Yeah, exactly. Carbonated fun candy pebbles. And I ate like five of them, and I was like ill for a yeah, day. That's I mean, bad. It really, it's like, oh, the poison! I can't handle it. Anymore. I liked, uh, I really liked Uh Oh Oreos when they came out. I like any, I like any food that pretends like it was a mistake. Sure, like, like, oops, all berries. All big berries, fan of that. That's the yeah. Captain Crunch. Yeah, which you realize why they don't keep. Because you're a kid, you're just like, you like crunch berries. You're just like, it's like 30 of these stupid yellow ones for one crunch berry. Yeah. Well, and, and then they I finally. I want these yellow things. Yeah, then they put this box of these things out. You're like, this is gross. <laughs> this is way, it's like if you just ate, it's like you poured milk on cotton candy yeah, in the nuts. morning. Like, it's nuts. I'm going to take this cotton candy and put it in a bowl and then put sugar on top of it and then put milk on it. And that's, it's like, no. They knew what they were doing when they policed the, when they policed the, 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 uh, the distribution ratio for the, uh, for the, uh. Were you allowed to eat sugar cereal as a kid? Yeah. You were, me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, Cocoa Pebbles, I'll go to my grave defending, I think that's my favorite, I think that's the best cereal of all time is Cocoa Pebbles. You sound like Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, I, I prefer the pebbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I, I like they're... the texture. Oh, you, yeah. And I think I, I, like... I like the mouthfeel. I'll get really foodie feel. about it. Yeah. yeah, get foodie about this just this trash Sludge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is coming from the same spigot. That is just going through a. They're just yeah. shaping slightly it's the different. Same. Yeah, it's like just... <laughs> and it puts it into ones that are more a little more rounded and ones that are a yeah. little more pebble shaped. Yeah, I like the pebbles. Let me see who's on. Who's good here, Mike? Four. Mike is saying four is good. Best show. Hey, Tom. It's Connor. Oh, my. New York. Oh, my goodness. This is Connor. This is the comedian. Connor. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, O'Malley. O'Malley. Connor O'Malley. No, I knew who it was. Of course I knew who it was. You got to stay on Twitter. Why? So you can contact Verizon and (laughs) T-Mobile. 
United Airlines. Yeah, he does make a point. Like, how are you going to contact these? That is a fair point. When suddenly I'm like, uh, (laughs) suddenly like, come on at United. That's the thing, though. Like, you're not a real comedian if you can't complain to airlines about your like how you got moved. I think I might take my chance, though. You know what I'm going to do, Connor? Yeah. If I have a problem, I'm just going to look him right in the face and say, I got a problem. Or you could email me and I'll tweet at them for you. So this is going to go, or I got these, the the guys here are going to be running the account. But they'll, by the time I have a problem, they will have run my account into the ground <laughs> so badly. It will hold no, it will just be like, I'll be like, hey guys, can you just tell United that, uh, they they just they keep putting me like I can't get on this flight. I'm supposed to be on the flight, and then they'll tweet they'll tweet it out from the thing, and then I'll be at the airport, and then United will throw me out of the building because it's coming from this account that is just poison. Now, do you make, you gotta are, like you gotta like uh, record like voice memos and send them to Dudio and have him post it on on Twitter. It's more of a direct line when you want to talk to a corporation. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a direct line. Yeah. Now, I'm going to miss out on Fred from Honolulu if I leave Twitter. He's almost he's almost done uh, creating a yeah, race war. You're going to miss out on that. <laughs> so there could very well be a race war going on that I will not be aware of. Yeah, Fred's going to he's gonna post periscopes of him walking around. Chelsea with a hammer, smashing people in the foot. <laughs> I love Fred. Fred from Honolulu. Wait, I'm going to follow Fred. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. He just says, he's he's going to be so excited. Oh, I got a new follower from the best show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I can't stand white people, but it's awesome. I got a new follower. Connor, you are you're so funny. Connor O'Malley. That's nice of you. You've been funny in so many different ways, in so many different places. Where's the next time people can see you be funny? I'm done. I'm going back to community college. I'm done. Oh, okay. Well, I can give you a few tips with it uh, if you need some help with community college. Are you planning well, did you on... Go to, did you- did you go to, you went to a commuter college, not a, or do you, no, you went to community college. I went to a, yes, a, a, to a community college. I went to Middlesex Community College. It was, the alumni, it's pretty prestigious. It's me, Jim Norton, someone who was in the Olympics and someone who was accused of trying to set a bomb in New York City. Wait, what is going on there? What are you in the middle of? My dog, Fuzz. Just took him for a walk. Your dog's name is Fuzz? Yeah. That's a pretty good dog name. What, what kind of dog is Fuzz? He's like uh, 15 pounds. He's like white, uh, which Fred's not going to like. He's, um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's like a Maltese terrier poodle mutt from Georgia. Okay. Joe's got two pit bulls. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like to see your dogs on. I don't see your dogs on on the internet. 
Yeah, I put yeah. my dogs on the internet. Yeah. I've got a pit bull, too. I have a pit bull, too. Well, Connor, you should come here. Come here and, and hang out in a couple weeks. Why don't, you, why don't you do that? I just put Connor on a list of things I find funny. Connor, I did a, so funny. Yeah. You're so funny. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Both of you guys are so funny. It's so nice coming from you. Oh, this is disgusting now. Now it's like a, what are we writing? I don't, jackets for I, I each don't other? Have, Blurbs? I don't have Netflix, so I can't watch your special. No, that, I, need to I mean, someone. it's hard to get, so I understand. <laughs> well, he's weighing, look, he's weighing his options. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's wait a, it out. It's wait a competitive it marketplace. He's well, also, I, I waited and I got, uh, CISO. You're a CISO guy. I was going to say, you're, yeah. you seem like a CISO guy. Yeah. Well, it's technically it was C, it wasn't CISO, it was C50 because there were 50 people subscribed to it. It was C50. Yeah, God. That's an so, exclusive so, you remember, club though. You were, you're in the 50. You were in the 50. I'm you're in the elite the, club. Yeah. You get to say, I'm one of the 50. And um, then, uh, yeah. Do you remember Burly Bear? Yeah, what is that? That's that was the uh that was like proto CISO. It was like only I remember just like looking someone once told me about it and I did like a a bunch of reading about it. And it was like <laughs> it was like you know when you like read about like oh they actually invented like submarines like 200 years before they did and it's like this insane it's like that but with CISO where it's it was only in college cable networks. <laughs> And Bur- it was like they had original programming and Broadway Video owned it. Oh, yeah. It was only at colleges. Yeah. Yeah. That seems fun. Like a fun way to just to like feel feel like your career is even more futile than it is for, than most people generally feel about a career. Yeah, like- you, someone, someone who has like a TV show that's like only on the CNN you get in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, Tom, why don't you come by in August? Sounds good. I'm come by be, with yeah, Fred. I'll be around. Come by with Fred. You're boohooing about how there's no one in New York. There's a bunch of people in New York. No, but it's all weirdos though, and I'm I'm one of them. I get, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying they're weird, it, but it feels uh, there feels like there's like a the sense of community. Is is just like a bunch of goofballs are the only ones left, right? You know what I mean. You just, uh, I mean, I don't know, goofballs. Yeah, goofballs. Yeah. All the pros went to L.A. They all went to L.A. You got the you got the young hot up and comers coming up, and they're all on Twitter. You're getting off Twitter. You're not going to be able to see all their new, uh, you know. Uh, Woke ass uh, stuff. Look, I know these people. I can see them when they do their things best. Twitter's not the best forum for anyone. Yeah, no one's good on Twitter anymore. Unless you're it really, is. I was. Uh, you're I was a Nazi. Unless you're a Nazi, it's a. <laughs> you're, you're, you're kind of in your. You're kind of in the sweet spot yeah. right now. No, yeah. I'm Connor. I'm out. Tonight's my last, I tweeted my last tweet, which I will read one more time. It might be my best tweet to date. <laughs> this account is for sale. Please contact. What's your website that on the bio? The website on the bio is thebestshow.net. You got to change that to something tonight if you're going offline. 
Burlybear.com. <laughs> I still want people to, <laughs> but I still want people to listen to the show. It's going to just be a promo account unless I get a decent sale. How about you do that? You do Blue Apron. I'll sell a little in, in like in like uh, what do they call it when they set when they put furniture in a house that's for sale? Yeah, it's called Blue Aproning. I'll sell it to yeah. Blue Apron. I'll sell it to Fresh Direct. I'll sell it to I'll sell it to Five Three Clothing. Stamps. I'll sell it to Stamps. dot com. Whoever wants Adam and Eve. Pro I don't Flowers. Care. Pro Flowers. Adam and Eve would be good. DraftKings. DraftKings would be great. If suddenly my account was just like, week three, Falcons, Falcons, Vikings, plus seven. Blake Bortles. (laughs) Injury report. My my Twitter account just one day is suddenly like, injury report, Clayton Kershaw out for six day weeks. Sore right elbow. Must put him on your IR immediately. Check out the... Falcons cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, for a little fun yeah, time. For a little fun. Yeah, for the halftime. Here's the Twitter halftime show. I feel like I'm doing one of your voices, Connor. Uh, yeah, weird guy. See? You said it. You stole you stole my weird guy character. Now I'm gonna come over and assault you. <laughs> the weird guy character. Yeah. I remember when there was no one doing a character that was a weird guy in comedy. <laughs> and then Connor went into the lab and then came He's out. Like, what if this character was a little odd? Oh, yeah. And then were, th- yeah. <laughs> weird guys surrounded by normal guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and one normal one. Yeah. Like, it's like, uh, I think, uh, that is called, uh, Mad TV. Oh, man. Right? You, you got to go back and delve back into some of that. Some okay. of that stuff is. Here's the ultimate Mad TV sketch that they never did. Interior, bake sale. Person at bake sale. Boy, I hope this bake sale goes well. We can make a lot of money for the school. Auditorium doors fly open. Weird character walks in. Weird character. Does weird stuff with everyone's table for seven minutes. Fade to black. I did this bit where it was, is that the, there's all the mad TV characters and they're all aliens and they're all on a planet and uh-huh. uh, they, they're trying to pitch TV shows to get back to Earth. Uh huh. It's like the coffee guy, but they all end up just pitching, uh, mad TV. <laughs> You really had to be there. No, I am there right now. And it's funny, because you're funny. I love you, Connor O'Malley. I love you, too. Everyone's see. funny. Everyone does comedy now. <sighs> yeah, it's the new thing. Not me anymore. I'm out. I'm giving up my Twitter account. I'm not on you Facebook. Say, you say, uh, Kofifi Small Hands. You tweet that, you're in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> The orange man's got small hands. Yeah, dude, that's so true. It's great. It's awesome. It's made comedy better. I love it. I love going online. It's like Trump has made comedy is better now. And anyone can be a comedian. (laughs) Everybody's a comedian. It's over. It's over, guys. I'm moving to drama. I'm going to become a dramatist. 
I'm out. It's all Why don't yours. you become the Joker? Why don't you hold on to it and become the Joker of Twitter? I already at, there was a point a few years ago. I, I I did, I did call myself the Clown Prince of Twitter. It didn't take, so I stopped doing it. Uh, I I rewatched Dark Knight recently, and it is so bad. Yeah. It's like four and a half it's hours. It's like it's four and a half hours, and it's like if Robert De Niro like dressed like a clown during Heat. <laughs> like it's like exactly like Heat, but every but there's two characters who are dressed like a, a bat and one who's a clown. Yeah, and then there's a point when the movie you're just like, oh, okay, it's winding down. You're like, no, there's fifty more minutes to go no, in this movie. We've got to explore this. Moral quandary on a boat. Yeah. Every <laughs> two ferries. Yeah, two ferries. The criminals. Dun- Dunkirk was the same thing. It was just like a moral quandary on a boat for like half an hour. This guy loves boats. This guy likes boats and time. Yeah. Right, Christopher Nolan. More like. See, I'm not in comedy, so I can't make a joke with it anymore. He's also got uh, a real good, and by good I mean bad, like director's costume. Like he, like wouldn't. all those guys, like wear like like he's got like oh I feel like he's always got like an overcoat. Every co- every picture I've seen of him, he's got this like bad. Like everyone who's a director now has to like wear a suit or like some sort of. He can't wear a t-shirt. Does he wear a hat? All directors wear hats. The Ron Howard mm-hmm. backdraft baseball cap. Yeah, Spielberg hat. The only part you know who has the whole thing figured out. Lee Daniels. Do you know how he dresses when he's on set? No. He wears pajamas. Does he really? Yeah. All the time. That's great. Like you look, there are pictures, like if you just search Lee Dan, I'm going to do it right now. Lee Daniels and the letter P and then the letter A and then pajamas comes up. And this is him. Where is he? Here's him directing the butler, for example. <laughs> like he's talking to who okay, he's talking like, to. Yeah, pinstripe pajamas. Yeah. It's that's the greatest that's the greatest thing ever. Just like, yeah, I like to be comfortable. I'm comfortable when I wear pajamas. I, I uh also, I, uh, wear, I wear a diaper. Art. You wear a diaper when yeah. you do <laughs> a big diaper. <laughs> but it's like uh it's, it's like shorts. The diaper goes to your knees. Right, they're big diapers. So, yeah, it's like a yeah. like yeah, you know, like, not like those old 80s diapers, no. that, like a John Stockton diaper. No, no, no. I wear, like, Allen Iverson diapers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the, it's like the fab it's cool, five man. diapers. Yeah. I don't know, these kids with the baggy diapers. <laughs> All right, Connor. I'm going to talk to you All soon, right. buddy. No, you guys are going to Night. Yeah, the, uh. What was that? Yeah, that was that was a mistake. Yeah, I know. So, you, Joe Mandy, you're a fan of the the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, who are going to be so good now? I'm so excited. Carl Anthony Towns is uh, so great. What's his face is great. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is yeah. great. Um. The other guy, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. How did they keep him and make trades? I don't know how they pulled that off. I don't know how we've done it. I'm and so happy. Jeff Teague. 
Yeah. He's so, so good. Yeah. He's so solid. I'm, I'm really excited. I, I, I've been so sad for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I generally root for the Knicks. Yeah. So yeah. it hasn't been good. No. And, and it's not going to get better in a hundred years. No. A hundred years bad. from now, it will it's not be good. It's a bad situation. I'm sorry. Yeah. The owner of the team is in a band. Yeah, JD I mean, Administration. But it's it's like a put on. It's like a parody of what the worst owner could be. Do you know my my theory is that he runs the Knicks poorly just so he has something to sing the blues about. I guess that yeah, he should have like bad draft blues. Yeah, cuz he has, he's a billionaire. Yeah. He has nothing yeah, else. Yeah. There's nothing sad in his life except for how he runs his basketball team. Did you hear the guy yell at him? It was amazing. At the show, there's a guy just like, you can't sing. I paid money for this. <laughs> you suck yeah. at singing. Just imagine the owner. There's a guy who owns the the Nick, who owns Madison Square Garden, his family. Didn't he make himself the opening band for... The Eagles. The Eagles? Yeah. The, <laughs> of all the bands out there, just think of who would... He's like looking at the thing. He's just like, who should open for the Eagles? Me. Fine, I'll do it. Fine, I'll do it. No one wants to open for the Eagles. I guess I'll I guess do it. Me and the straight shot. Yeah. Let me see if the straight shot's around. <laughs> straight shot. And to just imagine the eye rolling that goes on in the straight shot when Ugh. he's like doing one of his songs and they're just like Hey, the check clears. And JD's just like Put a little more stank on that thing. Like they have to hear this guy and then his phone rings and he's like yelling about like the, he's yelling at the, at the, oh, the, the, right. the president of Budweiser. Right. No, no, no. We're talking about sign placement problem. Like, he's like, how hard is it to get yacht polish? <laughs> it's like the guy from the, our blues band is screaming about the, Five-year reconstruction of Madison Square Garden. How, how this? There can't be less seats in the loge. <laughs> yeah. Screaming, and then he sang a song about. Then he wants to sing songs about the blues. It's bad. It's a bad it's situation. So bad. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi. Uh, this is Jack in Miami. Jack in Miami. You're here with me and Joe Mandy. Hi. Hi, hi. Um, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm really nervous. That's all right. Um, you relax, Jack. Uh, I had I called up with something for the topic, but I think there's probably not time. There's time. There's time. You oh. uh, you don't worry about that. You want to talk okay. about going down a bad road? Yeah, a really bad road. Like, why, what is um, that? What happened, Jack? Well, uh, just real quickly, uh, I have a small web design company. I, I do... Uh, Web marketing, a lot of other things like that. Uh, I hate it, but I'm just uh, trying to survive with it. Um, so here in uh, Miami, um, there's a lot of like corruption and con artists and things like that. Um, so one day I was contacted by uh, like this really high-end company, like a big, you know, kind of luxurious company. I, I won't say who, um, but they said that they had some things that people had written about them on the internet that were bad bad reviews and things like that, and they wanted me to make those uh, search results go away so that people wouldn't find them okay. on a Google. Sure. Uh, 
So it sounded kind of fishy, um, so I kept ignoring them, but they were really insistent. They kept calling and calling, so uh, after months of ignoring them, I decided to meet with them. And uh, their office was just in a really, really warehousey area, like mm-hmm. muddy, surrounded by strip clubs, just a real dump. Sure. Um, and after every meeting, uh, they would pat me on the back with like these big, thick hands and say, uh, you know, hey, Jack, you're in, you're in with us for the long haul. No. Oh. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I didn't want to be in for the long haul. I want, this was yeah. a short haul maneuver for me. That's not really your call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It was very odd. I mean, from the first meeting, they were, they were saying that and there were several, um, they were just like caricatures of criminals. Like just cartoonish, mm-hmm. uh, like like uh, little Steven on The Sopranos. Um, and, and then what happened? So, so they always make these jokes like we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse and things like that. But oh no! Eventually, uh, yeah, everyone kept encouraging me like, hey, you should work with them. It could be a good opportunity, even if uh, they're part of a certain organization. Um, and uh, so the websites that they wanted me to make disappear in the search results turned out to be like fbi.gov things like that um that had bad things about them so. yeah you're you're yeah this is like the firm all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. like, i think you're in the firm <laughs> you're in like a terrible <laughs> you yeah. John yeah, Bisham movie. You, you made a huge miscalculation by saying yes you're in the flamingo yeah. brief. <laughs> exactly. Um, but everyone had encouraged me to uh, keep going with this. My girlfriend, even my, my therapist, who I have, my therapist actually advised me to go ahead because it could be a great opportunity. Is she in the mob um, as well? Yeah. I think it seems like they got to your therapist already just like, look. You tell this kid. Look, it sounds like you're in the long haul. <laughs> you tell this kid that this is the right thing to do. And then your therapist is just like, whatever, just let, just let my brother go. Whatever, I'll say whatever you want. Just let him. <laughs> like right before your session. So, so what's going on? What are you doing with it? Well, uh, I, I had to stop working for them because they just stopped paying me one day. Um, but they still, honestly, they, they, they still call me and email me and just say, <sighs> Basically, uh, hey, Jack, we, we want to meet with you. Yeah, Can you come they, in tomorrow? They didn't pay you. That's the worst. Yeah. Like, isn't that supposed to be the one thing you don't worry about with them? It's just like, look. Exactly. It's totally sleazy. We're doing bad stuff here. You're going to get a lot of money, but you're doing bad. But you also got stiffed. Yeah. Actually, I, I had to. Uh, then they started having me pay for things. It's unbelievable. They uh, <laughs> like I had to pay for their advertising, and they were supposed to reimburse me. Wait, of course, what? they just stopped. Are you sure day. this is the most low? R- I think, yeah. I don't. I there seems Wait, to you be. You said that they were like a big company. They, well, they they presented themselves that way, and I, without saying what they are, it's hard to explain. But yeah. basically, they kind of are a big company, but maybe not as big as they portray. Mm. Um. Florida. So yeah, but they, they do have a lot of money. But they just uh, decided to. Uh, it's Disney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I think this is. Yeah, they, they still want to meet with me all the time, and uh, I just no, just stay it, away. But... You got a you went down a bad road. That is a bad road you went down. 
And now you're in some yeah. sort of thing. It's like the Goodfellas when it's like, come on, in, come on, pick a jack, pick a coat out for your mother. Come on, exactly. come in here, like just waving you in the room. You're I'm scared like, of do, like I'm scared of talking to anyone in Florida for this exact reason the, the, that I'm gonna get oh, yeah. caught up in some kind of Ponzi scheme. Yeah, you're just gonna be over. You're just like, I just thought I was going to do right. comedy. I thought I was thing. buying a coffee, and now I'm paying for some guy's advertisements online. I don't. Well, look, buddy, you. I'm glad you're out. And uh, I'm glad you're out. You take care of yourself. Thank you. Best show. Hi. Hello. You're there. I know you're there. I can hear you. You're there. Yes. 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 <laughs> right. I'm on a delay. Well. Espera. Espera. I mean, Ah, it's better. Okay, where are you calling from? Hold on one second, my man. I'll oh. tell you, I'm, I'm in the Carolinas. Okay. In the Carolinas. Which Carolina? Which Carolinas? That's a great question. Well, no, it's not That's actually a, a great. It's a very basic. super easy. Very basic question. Hello, Tom. Not the kind of question you had to vamp before giving me an ending uh, an answer. The oh. Carolinas, the Carolinas, well, well, well. <laughs> loop de doop doop. Uh, that is a good question. It's north or south? How does one answer okay. this? Yeah. Tom, are you there? Just where? Which? Where are you? I'm in the pines of Carolina. Of which Carolina? Why does it matter to you? Because, because I asked you a yeah, very simple question. Two different states. So we're going to define things geographically uh, by boundaries that were uh, transcribed. Oh, you by suck. Oh my God. You are the worst. It took you two minutes to, to talk. There's a delay. You had a fake southern accent at first. That faded. You're clearly... So let, me, let me tell you why. You ready? Oh, I'm ready, yeah. That had to have been the the worst moments of my life, listening to the last 20 minutes of your show. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you must have a great life on, then. I, I, I listened. Uh, uh, I, I drove uh, hmm. a good distance today and uh, caught up on uh, many, many years of your show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, today I was highly disappointed um, listening oh, on hold no. for 42 minutes and 47 oh. seconds. And now I'm here and in, I'm struggling. Making a Carolina. Yeah. You're here in a Carolina. In one of the Carolinas. Really just, really. Can't divulge. And really just writing the ship now in terms of bad entertainment. You really, oh, you really showed everyone how it's done. I hope everybody out there has a notebook out and they're just <laughs> taking taking down notes based on this whiz in terms of how to be funny and entertaining. They're ready. They're ready for this. Do you re you you know you're terrible though, right? You you just you know you're terrible. <laughs> I just I go into I go into every interaction that I have with every creature, every being on earth, knowing that I'm awful. Okay, good. Cool. That's fair. The creatures of Carolina? Do you have... Do you, of, yeah, of everywhere. Of, of the Carolina. Do you, uh, of, do you have Netflix? 
Netflix. Do I have Netflix? Is that does that make me? Uh, what, 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 There's what, no why value judgment on this, you dunce. Why is that I'm a just, relevant question? Do I have Netflix? What, what is because that I'm going to ask. I'm going to tell you about something next, you dolt. Okay. All right. Do I'll, I have Netflix? Do I have now? Why is that a thing? Do I? Oh, I hate you. You love me. No, I don't. I really hate you. I truly uh, I hate you. Otherwise, no. you wouldn't entertain. No. Otherwise, you wouldn't entertain this existence of a cicada. No, I'm. I'm pretty much just letting you showcase what a douche you are to everyone. Actually, I'm not doing because I love you. It's a chance. It's a chance for for you to just show off your douche, your douchiness now for the world. It's my opportunity. Yeah, your opportunity. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Word, yeah. What I was going to okay. say... Douche. If you had Netflix, I was going to recommend something to you. Okay. There's a stand- I'm listening. I, I, you, have my, you have my ears, good, good host. This is what I... This I is, know, isn't this, the, this is the worst thing you've ever heard right i can't think of the 10 worst things you've ever heard yeah help so help yeah right help me i'm drowning like i'm drowning like fire fire look out oh no you need it this you guy. needed re- you needed rescuing tonight i'll tell you what you needed a rescue like hey, nobody's dummy been- hey right. dummy the worst minute of the show and first of all it was nowhere near tonight uh by the way the worst minute of this show is better than your best minute. I've had some good minutes. No, you haven't. I can just tell. I can, I know guys like you. You already where you, met, where you met me? Where you met me? Where you been? Oh, oh people hate God. you. You are. Oh you are. Isn't this? See, this is what podcasts don't uh, have. You're right. Yeah. Podcast don't ever get. Where you met me? Where you met me? Where you been? Where you been? LA boy, smoke some more greenery, LA boy. Oh my yeah. god! Yes, you impressed everyone. <laughs> he did get you there. He's. I think he's got your oh, number actually, I'm, Joe. I got burned. Yeah, you got burned a by good old Carolina yeah, burn. By, by. We do. That's that's how we do it. That's how we do it in, in uh, Carolina. Dose, 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 dose. You know what I'm going to do for oh you, my, God, my friend? You're Spanish. Bullshit. I'm going to give you 60 seconds of uninterrupted airtime <laughs> to show everyone what you're all about. Okay. okay? All right. You ready? Yeah, and, let's and go. I'm going to count down. I'm going to count. Five, four, three, two, one. When you... <laughs> he, got, he got so excited. Oh, yeah. He was so excited. He was so excited. That was no. That that was so. I you know I've listened to the show forever. I've never seen that in real life. That was oh, that was the best. Oh, thank you. Joel. That was beautiful. Let's let's take a couple calls and we'll wrap it up here. Best show. Hello. Oh. What's up? Hello? Who's to whom am I speaking? Hi. My name is Ben in Seattle. Ben in Seattle. What's up, Ben? 
I had one for the topic, the bad roads. Yeah, let's hear it. You're here with Joe Mandy, who's special. Joe Mandy's award-winning stand-up special is on Netflix. Now, do you have Netflix? Are you going to turn that into a thing? If I ask you if you have Netflix, Ben, are you going to beat me over the head with with such a benign question? Like a weird classist thing. Do I have Netflix? Do I have Netflix? What? Why would you ask me a thing like that? Do I have Netflix? Well, three out of every five people have it, I'm assuming. I'm just asking if you're one of the three. I am, and I'm a huge fan of Joe Mandy. He's oh, very nice. funny. Thank you. Um, I also unfollowed him on Twitter recently. <laughs> okay. Because he's pretty ridiculous on Twitter. Yeah, and funny. I would encourage everyone to just get off it, because I think he's proved that Twitter's garbage over the last two years or so. That's kind of my thesis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Bad. It's a bad place, and I'm out. This is the gr- this is This is... This is my Independence Day. Remember the movie Independence Day? That's a fun movie. I I do, of course, I, I do. ID four. I only saw the second one. You only saw the second. You should check the original out. It's a little better than the. I already see it's the same phone number. The guy calling back again. Uh, no, it's not happening anymore. So Ben, what was your story? Oh, uh, so I so after college I went to Japan to teach English for a year and I was pretty bored and lonely there and I got really into buying weird Frank Zappa albums like in strange recordings there okay just like really into Frank Zappa yeah uh huh and I went down a very bad road and I think about Five, you know, I was just playing Zappa and listening to Zappa and really into it. And then about five years afterwards, I think I just realized that it was making me really depressed. Uh-huh. And uh, it just went down a bad road. That was about 15 years ago. So um, that was a bad road. So yeah, those Frank Zappa records will do with you. Blah, 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 right? Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 diarrhea, blah, blah, blah. Like every song, like, <laughs> like he's like, this guy's like, I'm a classical musician, but I write songs uh, about diarrhea. Yeah. Oh, I, what a great combination that is. Right? Remember I, when I, Mozart, I remember, remember when Mozart wrote that song about uh, a clogged toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ben, are you out of the darkness now? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. I I, I wanted to just tell you, because I, th- I thought you'd think it funny, like um, one thing I used to tell my friends was that back then I was like, you know, if Mozart was alive today, he'd be like Zappa. Oh. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And I, I just cringe. It makes me cringe well, when I think safe. about that. You're safe. You're out now. I'm out. All right, buddy. Thanks. Watch Joe's special, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Watch it twice. <laughs> I will. All right, bye. <laughs> Best show, hi. Hello. Hello, hi. Hi, this is Jordan. Jordan, where are you calling from? Um, well, I'm currently in a car on my way oh, from okay. Brooklyn to Chicago. So I'm in, like, I think I just passed into Ohio. 
Okay. Well, what's in Chicago that you're going to? Um, I'm going to drop off some musical equipment at my parents to store it there until I can eventually take it to Los Angeles. Okay. Are you moving to Los Angeles? Yeah. Well, I've been living there for like six months, and then I, I kept some of my gear stored in New York. What's your band? What band are you in? Um, well, I have a band called X Poets that just released our first song. Um, I tour with some different people, an artist named Albert Hammond Jr. primarily the past couple of years. From the Strokes. Um, yeah, from the Strokes. I play with this band called Exhibition and do other random stuff. I play bass. Okay. Can you play yeah, the Seinfeld Yeah, I wanted to call theme? in about the topic. Can you play the Seinfeld theme? I did get challenged by a friend of mine once to learn that and I took me excruciatingly long and then after working out for like three hours in the middle of the night I realized it was a keyboard the next day ah they got you so I can kind of half play it <laughs> you know who that is but playing was, that right what's that that is Seinfeld playing that it's Kelsey uh, I don't believe it's Seinfeld <laughs> you don't Do you know Kelsey Grammer played the Seinfeld theme no one knows he that. played so he just was doing everyone's themes at that yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, it was he... Hey, he baby, was, I hear the wind. He was in the Rembrandts. He was in the... The, uh... Yeah, the Rembrandts. I think I saw I saw uh, King Crimson a couple weeks ago, and I think one of the guys in the band was in the Rembrandts now. It's a weird world. It is so weird. Well, look, young man. What's your story? What do you want to say? Well, I heard that I was listening on my phone while I was driving, and I heard something about a long, wrong road. Is yeah. that the topic? So, something like that. When I was packing up, leaving from Brooklyn, went through Manhattan, which I think was our first mistake, and get into New Jersey. It's me and my dad driving, and we're leaving at like 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, when you get into Jersey City after the Holland Tunnel, you make a wrong turn. It could be kind of disastrous. And he's on Apple Maps, and I'm on Google Maps, just to make sure we can, like, cross-reference. And they both start glitching out, and we're trying to figure out where to go. And I see a sign that says Bayonne, Newark. And I never knew if Bayonne was a fictional place or a real place. Because, I mean, I'm a fan of the show, but I don't, like, look stuff up online. And I thought maybe it was a joke. And so I don't know if Bayonne is right next to Newark or if the signs just go towards the same way, but I exited that way. Then it's telling me to turn down this other road. Mm -hmm. And so I turn down this other road, and I end up on this just kind of decrepit, abandoned side street. Going (laughs) in circles. So you you told the truth about it on on the air when you you joke on it. It wasn't just a a mean trick on your friend. No, no, we didn't make it up. It's a nice place. It's a nice place. It's got nice people. It's salt of the earth. Salt of oh, the earth. People. If, it, if it really is nice, then I don't think I was there. Look, someone's got to. Someone's got to. Uh, someone's got to steal things in the world, right? There's the can't yeah. be good without bad. That's why we have Bayonne, right? <laughs> criminals got to live mm-hmm. somewhere, right? You want yeah, no criminals? The people. It's a good thing that the criminals have homes there. Then, because they're not looking to get into yours. They'll just get into yours and take your stuff, but then they'll bring it back to theirs. They're not looking to, they're not looking to live in your place. 
Hey, as long as someone's getting good use out of it. Yeah, look, thank you, buddy. You drive safely, buddy. All right. Final call. Final call, Mike. No more calls. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. How are you? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? This is Dave. Dave you're from Knoxville. Dave from Knoxville. Wow. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Classic caller. Classic. Oh, yeah. I, tend to, I tend to get in a little late. You're here with Joe Mandy, national comedian. Hey. Joe Mandy. Big fan. How's it going? Big, right? Incredible. National I, comedian. This I've seen a, notice of your Netflix special. I can't wait to see it. Oh, yeah, wait, wait. I'm telling you, wait till you see this thing. It is so funny. It's so funny. And I'm going to say this. He goes there. Oh. He goes there. And I was watching it, and I was just like, there's no way he goes there. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, he's going there. Uh, he did it. And I was like, uh, he went there. No, it's really funny, Dave. You're going to laugh. I'll, uh, I'll watch it tomorrow. All right. No problem. I'll call back tomorrow night and comment. Will you guys take calls tomorrow I night? will not be here tomorrow night, no. It's a <laughs> show that takes place once a week. I thought, oh. you know, I know you listened for years. I thought maybe that would be something you would... Have made note of. At you some can call point. our friend in the Carolina. <laughs> yeah, look for him. What do you mean Netflix? You know Netflix. What, what do you want me to know? So, Dave, what's going on in Knoxville tonight? Uh, well, I wanted to run a quick idea by you. No, I'm ready. Um, you know, I because I'm so full of ego and I pitch my thing all the time. I'm doing this voice index for the best show. That's right, where you are it, you are logging so much. Every voice that appears on the show, I'm trying to log the time in the show they first appeared. For the entirety of the show? Yes. Which is bonkers. That's right. So there's, a, the there's about 3,000 entries yeah. so far. Yeah. And I am actually a little bit behind, which is part of my problem. Yeah, don't worry. Um you get older, and things just get busier, and you kind of slow down. And it's also an enormous undertaking. Yes, it's big. So, you know, if anyone wants to hear every call from, let's say, Cat for Molly, mm-hmm. they can go to this site, and they can get the dates and times mm-hmm. that she first appears. What if someone wants to hear the first time AP Mike was on the show? Where would that be? The first time he was on the new show? And no, and the the very first time I spoke to him, when would that be? In oh, I don't I don't go back past the new show. Oh, okay, so this is with the new show. Yeah, well, right. If I ever catch up, I might start working my way. Should back, I have brought Mike back with the new show? Was that a mistake? Should I probably no, should no, have left him in the not. past? Right? You think Mike is crucial to the show? Oh, great! You'll love that. So, so anyway, I need to get this. I need to speed this up, right? All right. And and there's a parallel track. Um, as I get older, you know, you, you get a little, I don't know if you've met anybody like this, but I'm a little more out of shape than I should be. I really should get some weight off and get my stamina up okay. for general purposes. Sure. So I thought, well, how could I make these two things dovetail? Mm-hmm. So I bought a treadmill. Mm. And so I'm trying an hour a night to walk on the treadmill while logging an hour's worth of the show. That sounds good. That's a good way for right? you to get so, healthy. Yeah. You know what I would good recommend? Treadmill? Mm-hmm. Set it on the fastest speed because you've got to make up for time you didn't do it, right? Yeah. Just yeah. go on the absolute fastest and the 
the incline should be the highest. You're pretty much walking, uh, you're walking up a wall. <laughs> it's like, and do that for an hour straight. Right. And listen to the show on 2x and, speed. Yeah. yeah, listen to the show fast. Speed the show up. Oh, I can't do that. No. You have to savor the show. Lim- see, exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like a fine wine or an Oreo cookie. You need to put pop rocks in yeah, it. When, before you got here, the, the, they were eating Oreos and then, uh, one of them, they're interchangeable at this point. I can't tell them <laughs> apart. One of them was just like, you really have to go slow with the Oreo and let the flavor really reveal itself. It's like, get out well, of here. Yeah. No, it's one bite. Yeah, one bite. Thank you. You get it. Yeah. Although Joe's been so, nursing one Oreo for about I just two finished, hours. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my idea, Tom. What you know, is trying it? to put those two things together. Uh-huh. I thought, what if I could be, to the best show, what Jared is the sub to uh oh, what's not well, you, or or other people who got healthy <laughs> there's other people who've gotten yeah, healthy out there we can use a, yeah, he uses a reference you one you, you might be a little a you, might, you might be a little behind in the headlines dave <laughs> yeah. i'm going to say <laughs> going back through the newspapers <laughs> yeah, too. you, you might want to catch up on jared before you yeah, start charity work perhaps i could be him yeah, he did a lot of charity work <laughs> yeah 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 you i think i saw him in uh I saw him in Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. And then, wait, what did he do? What? Oh, no. I really should have, really should have figured out what this dude was up to before I started. That's the guy who's still reacting to Jack and Jill. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Jack and Jill? Oh, yeah. Saw in the theater opening night. Wow. Al Pacino, though, in Jack and Jill. Oh, he goes for it so it's hard. It's so great. It's one of his best performances. It really is. I would, Honestly, I, I swear. That Dunkin' Donuts commercial, I'm like, what are you doing, you man? You cannot believe. And it, it's kind of like a lesson of, it's like a showbiz lesson in a way where Al Pacino walked onto the set of The Godfather Part Two and yep. was like, so what am I doing here today? And then 40 years <laughs> later, he walked onto the set yeah. of Jack and Jill and was like, so what am I doing here today? And he just went at them both right. at the same level. So of- I'm playing myself. I'm singing a song about the Dunkachino, <laughs> which is a Al Pacino-themed <laughs> coffee drink at Dunkin' Donuts. He works so hard in that movie. It is, it's unbelievable. It is, a, it is like a testament to a lifetime in show business, the idea where he's just like, there's no low, there's no high, there's no low. Yeah, there's, it's a set, a set is a set. Nothing matters. They wanted me here. I'm going to give them everything they, he they, goes they for paid it for. So hard. It's one of the best, Al, it's a top yeah. five Al Pacino performance. Yeah. The idea that if you were putting the list together, you would have to take like, I think I'm going to have to take dog day afternoon off yeah, this no, list. Yeah, no, cause and, he's not trying as hard as he is yeah, yeah. in Jack and Joe. Yeah. Mike, have you ever seen it? Yeah, go once you get to it. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Once you, you right? Yeah, at the top of your list. Get the Criterion uh, edition. Criterion Blu-ray. Fifty dollars. I did just get uh, Billy Madison on Blu-ray. Oh, I would watch. I just watched last night. Happy Gilmore was uh. on cable, and I sat there watching, and I was like. And I, I was watching, and I said to myself, 
this might be a top ten favorite movie in my life. Like this is this has got to be I know, dude. top ten. Billy Madison is uh, it's up. It's like three of my two of my three favorite movies are uh, Michael Clayton and Billy Madison. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I think if people can take Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore, that's like a personal yeah, choice. Right, totally. It's like it's going to be one yeah. or the other. Yes. And there's no judgment on whichever one you no, choose. Because you get it. Either yeah. way, you get it. Yeah. My wife thinks Mr. Deeds is the best one. I was like, get out. You don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about, Mr. Deeds. The uh, There was a point I was watching it, and my wife was just like, so wait, I don't remember this movie again. He's a <laughs> hockey guy because he's got the giant stick out Potter, on the thing. Yeah, and and then he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna just go for the win now." And then and after the giant, like the giant structure yeah, falls, falls, like on the, the green, sure. falls on the green, and then uh, and. What's his face? Christopher McDonald, all time great performances. It's like, oh no no, you play where it lays. Yeah. I had to hit it off Frankenstein's fat foot. <laughs> you play where it lays. And then he hits it and it's the dumbest thing you've ever the seen. Dumbest like, the, dumb, yeah. the dumbest putt. The dumbest Rube Goldberg thing. And then she was just like, This is stupid. And I'm like, Yeah, it is pretty stupid. And I think I felt myself close to crying. <laughs> Like, I could actually get emotional with how much I love that movie. I watched Billy Madison recently, my, my, and my wife was like, I'm not watching this. And so how we came to this uh, compromise where this, the sound was off, mm-hmm. and I was still laughing because I know the movie so well that I didn't need to hear the sound. No, you don't need to. Oh, I'm going to do a, a, a show, and I'm probably going to do the first one in a couple weeks. It's going to be a special side show. We're going to review. We're going to go movie by movie through Adam Sandler's movies. Love it. And mm. album by album through Lou Reed's albums. We'll do one Lou Reed album, one Adam Sandler movie in each episode. Critical analysis of both. I think they have just about the same of each uh, to I where it'll this. track. But it's like... Well, Sandler, Sandler should have six more movies by then, right? But I'm t- I'll say this with Adam Sandler. Look, some of these movies are terrible. Some of them are abysmal. <clears throat> but, hey, I don't have a movie that that I... Every, so many people that I love don't have a movie I love that much. Totally. As much as I love Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And then it's like... And then you also think it's like, yeah, well, Punch Drunk Love is like this masterpiece that he acts in. And you're like, well, there's two movies, and then you put <laughs> Billy Madison, yeah. it, like you put uh, you put that in. It's like so there's three masterpieces right there. It's like that's pretty high. Yeah, three masterpieces <laughs> kind of beats most everyone else who ever did anything yeah. ever. Yeah, and then there's other ones that are really look. Some of them are so bad, but I like. I, I like the care. part in Blended where they didn't even specify where in Africa they went. Uh-huh. So the guy, when they walk into the hotel, goes, welcome to Africa. <laughs> just to, <laughs> just, just be welcome like, to, we're, yeah, we, we don't want to get to, yeah. Because the movies start getting written to based around vacation right. ideas. Um, well, Dave, 
I'm glad you're yeah. getting healthy, Dave. This is great. I'm glad you're you're yeah. you're taking care of yourself. It's it's time. Uh, pleasure talking to Mr. Mandy and oh, uh, you. Tom. You know how I yes. feel about you. You tell so. your son I said hi, and you have a great night and enjoy that treadmill. Yeah, I can't wait to see the Joe Mandy special on and, Netflix. And you know what, Dave? The other thing, don't get you don't have to get it all back at once. It's about yeah. consistency. Don't try to be a hero. And suddenly right. go ten miles because you're feeling weird. You're feeling like some 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 weird spike of 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 uh, of, of of positivity, and now you're going to overwork yourself. Do yeah, that's you, how I had the first right. heart attack. You do it right. No worries. Yeah, do it right. Take your time. Yeah. it's not a there's not a competition. So right. All right, buddy. All yeah. right, thanks, guys. You have a great night. Thank you. Good night. night. All right. Now, Joe, Mandy. Yeah. The special is so funny. I mean, I love, I loved it so much, and I'm gonna watch it again. Okay, great. And it's called Joe Mandy's award-winning stand-up special. Yeah. And it's, I think it really is gonna make people say, uh, "I blew it." When they look at their dumb special, they're just gonna say. <laughs> Mandy, uh, Mandy, uh, ate my lunch. Yeah, well, that's why I won an award, you know? Yeah. It didn't get called that for, uh, you can't just call something that. That's true. You can't just name something. <laughs> you can't just say something's award winning if no. it's not true. Exactly. Just like you can't say something's the best show, for example. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's yeah, true. No, it has to be the best. So my friends, we'll be back next week. What's going on? Any, but you guys have anything to plug? What? Mike, I can't hear you. Come here. You got, oh, he's got Oreos in his mouth. I can't understand <laughs> this guy. I could use some more uh, cartoonists for the calendar. Oh, that's right. Mike is working on his 2018 calendar. And he needs cartoonists. So if you're a cartoonist, go to Twitter. And drop them a line there. And um, Pat and Ma- and uh, Dudio. What's that? No, come here, please. Pat has his show, Prove It All Night. The Prove It Show podcast. Um, I'm giving it to you right now. Yeah, I got nothing, too. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you have going on? I got nothing. This is a pretty... No shows. Well, you know what you can plug? What's that? You have control of my Twitter oh, account. Okay. Oh, yeah. The underlined... The, the underlined letters are capital. Okay. That is it. Change the password... <laughs> Shut me out. I'm serious. Shut me. Okay. Do not tell me what the new password is. Right. I have finished my. I had a pretty good run on Twitter. Was it eight, nine years I was on? <laughs> That's pretty good. It ends tonight. Okay. All right. It's all yours. I'm changing it right now. Don't be stupid with it, though. No, no, not at all. I'm serious. No. I don't want to see something. Only First of all, related. just show related. I don't want to see something you're going to start doing something about just like... Don't, uh, yeah, don't like, say anything that Blue Apron wouldn't say. Right. Yeah, don't yeah. say anything Blue Apron totally wouldn't say. Blue Apron the whole time. And now, I go to my Twitter, and 
I close it. There we go. Joe, thank you for coming. Yeah. It was so Happy much to fun to have you here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play something at the end of the show. Simon Doom. He's a friend of the show, and he's got a record out called Baby Man, and we're going to play the lead hit single on his album, uh, Baby Man, by Simon Doom. I feel unloved. Best show back next week. Bye, Twitter. Twitter.